Think about it. Everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on Uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. It's a little editing. You out there? You listening? You out there? You listening? That is always the question of the day, my friends. Are you out there and are you listening? Good to see you guys out there. Thanks for joining us here today. It is already Wednesday, May the 5th. Can you believe it? Man, time is just unbelievably flying by, but it's been fun in almost summertime, so that's uh, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, I want to welcome you on to the show here today. we got Chris Wright from RSB in here. We'll stand by for that. You're looking live at the foxhole.app. That is the call, the foxhole.app. We keep getting banned everywhere, so we made our own platform, so do me a favor. Tell Chris to get on on Foxhole. Tell other great creators to get on the Foxhole. And then finally, help us out. Help them out by buying those dudes a cup of coffee. Those guys are working their asses off. They have had a major DDoS attack in the last two days. They're trying to shut them down. Looks like things are back to normal today, though. So great work with those guys behind the scenes to shut down the uh, frivolous attacks against free speech. Check it out when you get time. Support us. Buy buy them a cup of coffee when you guys get time. Thefoxhole.app. Finally, go over to Brothers Uncensored, the website, Uncensored. Abe.com when you guys get time. You can find the podcast. We're on all podcasts. Just search Brothers Uncensored. You'll be able to find us. iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeam, any, any one of the podcasts, you'll be able to find us. Just search Brothers Uncensored. Previous show content, yesterday's discussion with Todd Bensman and Mark Paquita was really good discussion. I really enjoyed it, and we got a lot of good information out there for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. If you missed that, check that show out. Uh, the the um, newsletter is up and good to go now so uh do me a favor sign up for the newsletter and we'll get uh, you guys uh, a, a a once a once a week email just letting you know what you missed last week and what the, what's the, you can expect upcoming for this week finally go over to the foxhole.app twitch youtube hates us fuck them d live cloud hub and tiger network are where you can find us so uh find, you can find us on your favorite platform but like i said the foxhole is what we're trying to push everybody to finally the the blog is up you can find the previous show links that discussion yesterday about the failed uh, fbi ron johnson setup was a pretty interesting one that article is up there if you missed that finally how you can help us keep the lights on cash app paypal patreon hit up patreon you get access to our private discord at which point you can get access to I don't know what I'm cooking, what's going on behind the scenes, insider updates, and you can help us do research for the show. Finally, check out the store. It is finally up. It's been up and going for about a week now. Brothers Uncensored store. It is pretty sweet, man. we got some pretty cool gear up there. So when you guys get a chance, go over to the store and get your favorite I Want My News Uncensored shirts or hats or new logo, the Brothers Uncensored gear. With that, I want to welcome my bro Joe into the place and have him welcome our guest in today. Joe, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing fantastic, man. It is Wednesday. It's hump day. We are fired up. We're halfway through the week. I see a ton of people out there between Foxhole, D-Live, and everywhere else. Good to see you out there. Texas girl, D-Patriot, 1776, Slide Park 2020. 
and so many more. Thank you all for being here. I am super excited to have Christopher Wright on the show. He is also known as everyone's favorite conservative in New York. He's the host of the Christopher Wright show on YouTube. So please go check that out. You can also find his show on your favorite podcast platforms. He is the son of a uh, retired army veteran. Christopher Wright spent a lot of his youth in military bases around the world. This is where his love of God and country began. His political activism began actually as a Democrat during the Obama years. He eventually joined the Republican Party in 2016 to support the election of President Donald J. Trump in 2018. Christopher Wright founded a political uh, club in New York City called the Conservative Republican Alliance of New York. Christopher Wright is becoming fast becoming one of the most trusted voices in the conservative movement. He has appeared on various media outlets such as Newsmax, Right Side Broadcasting Network, Vice, Epoch Times, or Epoch Times, however you say it. Uh, make sure you follow him. He is a great follow. Um, I picked up on him quite a while ago, actually. One of the videos that um, went viral was his, one of the first ones was his walk away video. It's about a seven minute video and basically just <laughs> straight up says, get off the Democrat plantation. And that thing hit over 200 K views. And that was a little over two years ago. And he is still going strong. I am so glad to have you here with us today. Christopher, how are you doing today? doing great gentlemen doing wonderful thank you so much for inviting me as guest on the show i love what you guys are doing on your side of things getting that real news out there to the public and that you know grassroots kind of way you know what i mean we're not the lamestream not the lamestream media and i respect what you guys are doing and i appreciate you letting me come on and help me get help me get my voice heard as well yeah appreciate that very much man you've uh you've been had a fun year kind of like all of us did uh, the last couple of years that ride was a lot of fun man and it was I think for a lot of us to, to kind of come down from that after January was was pretty tough for a lot of people to handle. It was, I mean, I think all of us kind of uh, felt taken back by the way uh, the election went down, and then you know the mess after January sixth. How how are you how are you doing with it, man? Are you in all of the all of the the travel and all of the the speaking and all that stuff that you guys did, man, was so important. Are you missing it? Are you feeling like uh you know kind of got a little hole in your heart now? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Trust me. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, you know, I, I watch shows where people who had who had drug problems and they go to rehab and they see like the steps they go through when they're getting sober and everything. And I tell people all the time, kind of like watching the shows kind of felt like that for a lot of us. It felt like we were going through like there's stages to this. You know, I mean, like uh, the night of the election, I, I was at an event that I helped host because I found a group here in New York called the CRA, the Conservative Republican Alliance of New York. And we joined up with the Metropolitan Republican Club and do an election night event. So during that night, of course, we were there. It was all celebrating everything like that. Uh, and as the night went along, I kind of saw like what possibly could be happening. And I went from being happy at first to like yelling at the screen, like, you know, especially when I saw what happened in Arizona and how Fox called it, but yet the, the MSNBC and all that didn't call it and all that crazy stuff was happening. When that happened, I was like, I don't know what's going on right now, but something is wrong, terribly wrong. And it took me a while just to go home. I didn't go to bed at like 3.30, 4 a.m. And by the time I went to bed and woke up and saw what was happening, I was like, what in the heck is going on? Like, they're literally trying to steal this in our sleep, literally. Um, and so I was, went, and it was, went for just being lost and shock. And then as further, like, depression came, because I'm like, okay, is this guy really going to be a president, freaking Sleepy Joe? Like, like really? So, you know, <laughs> and then point now where it's like, I'm at a stage where I'm, I'm getting the, the fight is back in me. Like, I'm ready. It's like, okay, we saw what happened. It is what, it's history, literally. But the MAGA movement is still here. It's still strong. Trump did not, you know, just leave out of office and that was it. And the whole Trump situation is done. Like, 
No, a movement's a movement. Like I tell people, even Trump, even when Trump was in office, I'm like, if he gets reelected again, he gets another four years. The MAGA movement has to go on after his reelection, after his second term. We got to keep this MAGA thing going. It's, it goes beyond Trump, but Trump is the one who sparked the fire to what's yeah. going on. So I just got back in that mode I was going to be on after the second term of Trump and just say, okay, let's get together, let's continue to get out in the streets, let's do the grassroots, let's get our voices heard, let's you know push that conservative movement, let's go out there election integrity because that's what's really important right now. So I've gotten to that point now where I'm shifting my energy and still in a positive, in a forward positive direction, but I'm, I'm, it's more, it's, it's more Chris got to go. Cause I think it would have been more like, Hey, you know, MAGA part two, let's keep it going. You know, yeah. now it's more like, no, we got to put it all going offense, no more defense for the, for the conservative movement. The, the grassroots movement. Yeah. The grassroots movement of the tea party is really the foundation of this. And it was, it's, it's all of us that, that see what, what's happening in this country. And, you know, we don't have to always agree on every solution or and even on every problem, but we can come together and say, you know what, whatever's happening just is not good for the future. And let's, we, let's stand up to do what we can to change the path that uh, we're being taken on. You must've grown up in a, a quite the household and have some amazing parents to be able to come to your own kind of awakening your own reality of what the hell is going on in the world on your own. And it, I mean, it's, there's a lot of people that are going through that now. Tell me a little bit about, you know, where you grew up high school and, and what happened uh, after high school, like to get you to the, to the point where you're at now. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, to kind of start things off, you know, I was born in a military base in Hinesville, Georgia. Um, you know, from there I lived in like Mississippi, Georgia, Alabama. I don't remember none of these states cause it's like zero to three years old, you know, um, then we moved to Germany for, and we lived there for five years. So my childhood, I spent in Baumholder and Mannheim, the two military bases over there in Germany. I think Baumholder is no longer, there's no longer around, but it's only Mannheim now. But at that time it was both bases. Uh, so I grew up there, got to see the beautiful, you know, the continent of Europe and all the different countries there. I went to Paris, you know, I went to Holland, you wow. know, Italy, I, I all over Europe and visiting. So when I was a kid, I thought it was just normal to be seeing all these different cultures and race of people and, all this stuff, you know, I went to the Eagle's Nest. That was like, not, I'm not bringing him up in, you know, cause I know how people are on the left, but you know, it's, it was Hitler's like hangout spot where yeah. he would go on vacation and they had pictures and everything there, but we went and visited that area and went up in like a diamond, like elevator that carried us to the top of this mountain. And wow. so I, I saw some amazing things growing up. I saw the Berlin wall fall when I was a little boy. Wow. That's one of the earliest memories I have in life of watching the wall fall and seeing people re re get freedom after decades of being separated from their families. And even as a child, I had like, it was scary at first, but my dad, you know, being army major veteran that he, at the time he was a captain still, he like told me, it's okay. This is, this is supposed to happen. Like relax. This is, this is like, this is okay. It's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I tell people all the time, like growing up with that mind state, when I came to the States in 91, you know, I already in, was ingrained of how, you know, we're all citizens, we're, you know, Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech, content of character, not your skin color. Like yeah. I'd never lived my life thinking like that. So, and that part of it is my, that where, how I was upbringing with where I lived in the military brat upbringing, but also was my parents' way of teaching me how to live my life. They, they also promoted that way of thinking, a way of believing when I turned 18, the day I turned 18, I forget my mom had me register to vote that day. And I, just before that, I was like, oh, politics is all boring. Who cares? I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't really focus in on it. But she was so adamant about me registering. And I asked her, I'm like, why is it so important? Like, do you, what, like, what's, and she's like, you know, there's people who are, you know, our ancestors, people who died for you to have this right to do this in this country. Like, you know, this is very important. It's something that you'd be very proud of being able to do as an American citizen. And I said, okay, well, I, I can see she was really, you know, really, she cared about it a lot. I'm like, well, who do you vote for? And she was like, she told me something very important right there. So I just said, 
it's not important who I voted for. You just vote for who the better candidate is. Doesn't matter what party you vote for. And as time went by, though, this is when um, Clinton's uh, second term. So when time went by, I could see how my parents talked about Clinton. He's on TV, and so I could tell that they they voted for him. They supported him. But they, my mom ingrained in my mind, it's not about the party; it's about the candidate. And you know, my dad, you know, also was kind of giving me the same message. So it happened when I was probably like in when I was in Georgia in my mid twenties. I was down there, and I tell people the story a lot in my speeches. I was I was working for Comcast Cable. I was doing a guy's cable service uh, at the time, and this is like you go you walk in the guy's house. This is like the stereotypical like white redneck male or whatever you know. <laughs> As the left or you know left loves to talk about it so much. You know that was like their image if you were seeing the guy strong, yeah. strongly hair, wiser yeah. cans over the place, yeah, the better flag on the wall. I was like, whoa, what? He's damn proud. Him? He's a redneck. Fuck it, fuck <laughs> it. Don't don't even try to, to insult him. Calling him redneck. He's damn proud of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. He's like, in case you haven't seen the background, I don't, you don't got something. Like here it is. So you know. <laughs> First, you know, you know, being from the north, you know, grew up in Maryland for most of my life because we, we grew up in, near Fort Meade, Maryland is where I grew up. So I went down to Georgia in my mid-20s. And when I went to his home, you know, I was like, you know, I kind of saw he just thought he had to get his box switched out. Comes come to find out he had terrible lines, his old lines around his house that were giving him bad signals. So I ended up getting my ladder out and going on top to where the tap was, on, where the, where the uh, telephone poles are. Got my ladder up there, started changing things around. He came outside. He's like, oh, man. He's like, man, I thought you said I'd come out here and just swap a box out. He's like, I know you had to go run these, all these lines and do all this work. He's like, man, you're working hard. Hey, just stay out here. I'll be something to eat, something to drink. I'll be right there with you. Keep working hard, young man. I was like, I was like, okay, all right. Really? I was like, all right. So time went by. He brought me something to eat, something to drink. We started talking. It started with small talk, you know, just like guy talks, talking sports and, you know, stuff like that. And then we got into politics. And when we got into politics, you know, we started getting a good conversation. He knew, I knew my politics from my age pretty well. And I could tell he knew his stuff as well. So we were in a conversation. I was walking out to my truck and he said, I had a great time talking to you, young man. My wife asked you a few more questions. You can go back today. I said, sure. He was like, who'd you vote for this last election? And this is about two weeks after Obama's first election. Gotcha. And for those wondering, like, I, I was a big supporter of Obama. I, I went door to door for him when he was running in 08. I campaigned. I did all. Yes, we can. That was me all day long. Like, I was... I, the the hope was we all had the hope that he was going to be something special. I, I, none of us wanted him to fail, but go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, so I kind of when he asked me that question, I just, I just gave him a look like, come on. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and smiled. He's like, he's like, all right, look, I understand first black president in American history. I hope he does a great job. You know why? And I said, no, sir. Why? He's like, because if he does a good job, the country does good. And he's like, that's all that matters to me at the end of the day. I hope he does. I hope he does a great job governing. And I'm like, oh, OK. All right. He's asking me to ask you a few more questions. You go about your day. I said, sure. He said, do you believe in lower taxes? I was like, yeah. He's like, do you believe in traditional family values? I'm like, yes. Do you believe in Christian values? I'm like, yes. Like, do you believe in a strong military and, you know, making sure that's in stable condition? I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you believe in, you know, good foreign policy? And, you know, and he's just going down this line, this list of questions. I was just like, they're like, come to this question. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, traditional Christian values. I'm like, yes. He's like, you know what that was? I said, no, sir. He's like, that was conservatism. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're an intelligent, well-spoken young man. I enjoy talking with you. I got a good feeling one day you're going to consider conservatism. And he said, if you ever do that, remember this conversation that we had. And I was just like, okay, all right. I gave him that. And I walked in the you know, truck, slammed the door. I was like, yeah, right. No way. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> yes, we can all day, you know. So, I, and I went about my day, but I never forgot that conversation. And when the time came, and it first came in 2012, when Herman Cain and Ron Paul were running, I was, those two were the first two Republican candidates I was considering. It. And I was, I was for Herman Cain, Ron Paul first. And I saw how the media covered him and they just stopped saying his name after he won, I think, the Ohio primary. Yeah. He just fell off after that. And then Herman Cain, he started getting his name out there. And then they did the whole Me Too thing before Me Too was around with him. 
and then he just backed away. And I think that's more because he didn't want his business affected than anything else. Yeah. And he backed away. Man, like, Herman okay. would have been a great president, though. I love that guy. Oh, who? Herman Cain. I love that oh, guy. He would have been a great he, president, he, man. He was like Trump's way of campaigning before Trump with yeah. the whole business first. You know, like, hey, you guys want to fix the economy? You guys want lower taxes? Here's how. Here <laughs> you know, jobs, here I am. So that was the number two. And then the third guy I was going to support was in 2020, uh, was in, uh, was, um, I'm sorry, 2016, was Dr. Ben Carson, because my dad grew up, I grew up in Dr. Ben Carson, I gifted hands as a little boy. My dad showed me that book when I was a little boy. He said, as a black man in America in this country, you don't have to be a basketball player or a musician. There's a lot of different avenues you can go. Like this is one example. And he gave me his book. So I knew my dad met him three times. My dad's a seven day Adventist like Dr. Ben Carson. So he met no him in church a couple times. So man, I was like, all right. I so love Ben Carson, like, okay, man. That's awesome. That's great man. Great patriot. Great Christian. Just yeah. Just that down. This great man. Just, just gotta give the man credit. Absolutely. So when he ran, I, I said, I don't care who he runs. I don't care if he runs whatever party, I'm supporting Dr. Ben Carson. And I came out and supported him with the Republican. And then they did the whole West Point thing with him when they, oh, he lied about West Point and da da da. And he didn't lie. He actually met with the administration, like he said in the book, but yep. he didn't get accepted. He didn't say you got accepted. He said just talked to the administration and said no thank you and left it at that. But they media took it and they switched around, made it look like he lied. And then they messed up his chances. And that was three strikes around. And I said, okay, we don't pick our presidents in this country. The media does. That's mm -hmm. when I made that conclusion. No fans or butts about it. And then I saw the uh, uh, Trump interview he did like on ABC with a young lady where he pretty much schooled her so bad that she just sat there quiet and didn't know what to say. He was like, come on, honey, come on, get it out. Get it out. What are you saying? And then when I saw that with Trump, I was like, wow, Trump wrecks the media. I'm like, I know, and I never had a problem with Trump before that. I thought he was like the like the cool hit white dude, you know, all the black New York rappers were the black Trump in the 90s. So right? you know, Trump was cool, man. Like, no, no problem with Trump. I just didn't know what his policies were. I thought he was just running for his business. But when I looked at his policies and said, man, this guy's about foreign policy, lowering taxes, bringing the job market back, you know, everything he's running on, I said, okay, I like what he's saying. Is he being honest? I went and saw his videos from the 70s and 80s on YouTube. He was saying the same thing back then. That he's saying now and this he just said but he said back then the only difference was he said it's more money than in business than being a president so i'd rather he's rather do that but he said things never got too bad to a run for president and right when 2016 was happening i was like wow what better time than now because things are terrible right now so yeah. he, was sticking, he was stuck to his word on that so i had to sit up and supporting trump and that's how it started and when i came out and supporting him i got the biggest backlash from family and friends and that's you know how to that's that technically the beginning of it is is that was that before even the videos was me just coming out on facebook and literally losing family and childhood friends and people think to do the whole uncle tom or your uncle tom and all that i'm like you guys do realize i lost a lot of white friends childhood friends when i supported trump i grew up in maryland that's just as blue as not more blue than new york if you don't realize that mm -hmm. so my childhood friends were white were very upset when i made that decision so if I was trying to please the white man, I was telling people I was doing a terrible job, you know. <laughs> you know, it's 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 something that's really not talked about very much. I mean, we've all, all of us have had, you know, we've lost friends, we've lost family. They don't understand why we're so involved in it. They don't understand why why can't you just, you know, just let that go. You don't have to have everything uh, be about that. But there's, you know, there's some of us that get why it's so important and why we're at such a critical juncture and where we're at right now. And that's that's what's really what's bringing people together, especially watching as the radical left tries to shove down their policies down our throat again. Um, you know, Joe and I have talked a bunch about the 2020 
a lot of people are really down on what happened. We're kind of up on what happened. A lot of yeah. radical leftists didn't get elected. A lot of a lot of House representatives and senators who were the old school are gone. There's a whole new power structure coming into play in D.C. and it's not radical left. They are they are anti radical left, and the people themselves are very much not wanting radical left policies. So um, it's an interesting time, man. It's it's uh. You know, the, the fun and the shock of kind of the, everything that happened, I think, was hard on everybody. I don't think I don't think you could have gone through what we all went through in the last couple of years and not ha- not taking it hard, man. But the, the hard part really is what's not talked about much is when you lose lifetime friends and family. Can you talk a little more about that, man? What I mean, how, how do you what do you do? You just say, look, if, if that's the way it's going to be, that that's the way it's going to be, I guess, huh? Yeah, I mean, at first it was shocking. Uh, I mean, first day I posted, I'm, I'm on Facebook that I'm going to support candidate Trump for the election in 2016. I just got boom, aunts, you know, childhood friends give me the backlash, and I, you know, first, you know, I didn't know what to do because before that I always talked. Only, I didn't even like social media that much before that. I only used it for posting about sports, music, and like award ceremony, something big that the people were talking about, and that's it. And uh, you know, so when I did that, I when I posted about Trump. I didn't expect like really much backlash, if any. I just thought, okay, I post people say get a couple of likes, maybe a comment, you, you know, that'll be it. And then when I got that huge backlash, it caught me off guard. And one of it was a, a childhood friend of mine who's a, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but he's a white guy, and he was saying like stuff to me that was like borderline sounded kind of racist in a way because of my decision. And I'm like, what the heck? And I didn't want it because I never dealt with racism like that really in this country. So when it was hitting me, I like wasn't it wasn't registering. I'm like, what is he talking about? What is this? And then a friend of mine, uh, who one of the people that helped me, that was became conservative before me, was a friend of mine who was telling me I should think about becoming conservative before I officially made that move. Reached out to me and said, "Hey, man, you see this? this what so and so is saying to you on Facebook right now? Like, man, this is like racist stuff, man. Are you gonna are you gonna let him say that to you?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna no." Nah. So I hung up with him and boom, I went right at him on Facebook. His older brother was a left wing journalist in Maryland. He came in to get involved. I went after him. We were going back and forth. And there were people, and this guy was like Mr. Popular in high school. He's like prom king, all that stuff like that. So people on our Facebook news feeds were going to like, liking his stuff, comment on what he said, agreeing with him, but nobody would like a comment on my stuff. But we, I still didn't back down. And then it got to a point where I'm like, okay, am I just a crazy person just screaming to myself? And and I'll stop posting. And then I'll get DMs from people. And they say, hey, Chris, you know, you see this article about Trump? Do you see this? Dr. Ben Carson did this. And when I saw that, I'm like, okay, you guys are paying attention. You guys are listening. You just might be afraid to like, even, you know, comment, anything like that. But you guys are paying attention to what I'm saying. You like what I have to say, you know. So I kept going from there. And once it got to the point where, you know, I was doing that. And then a friend of mine, uh, Brandon Strzok, he did the walkway movement. Uh, and I was telling you guys a little bit about this briefly um, before we start talking, but where it all started was when I first saw that video, I was literally, you know, like I said, I was at this point just going on rants on Facebook, getting one or two likes a day. And, you know, when he did that, um, she re- my friend Quan reached out to me and she's like, Chris, I love you, you know, you see, you know, what you're saying on Facebook, but once you start doing content, start making videos. And anybody who knows me for long enough knows I didn't like taking pictures. So I'm like, not in a video guy, I forget that. Like, you know, but she convinced me just to do a little video, just walking down the street, talking about my day and sending it to her. And then she responded back and said, I did a great job. She really liked the video. It was funny. It was parts that are interesting. So the next day, literally, this is how God works. I watched Brandon Strzok's video of his walkaway. And then he did the video and he said, and if you have a walkaway story, reach out to me and I'll share it. So I was like, all right, sure. So I reached out to him and I just sent him the video and he shared it and it went viral. And then once it went viral, I started opening my YouTube channel up that moment because I know technology enough where I'm like, okay, let me start a YouTube channel right here with this. 
So I started, put the link onto my post on Facebook and said, if you like the video, check out my YouTube channel and subscribe to my page. I got videos coming out on a consistent basis. And I've been doing that from that point on. And what I realized when it comes to the whole family thing, when it comes to family and child friends and losing them and dealing, you know, coming out with Trump. At first, you know, I didn't realize it. If I would have realized it, I probably would have stepped back and said, I'm not going to deal with all that. Now that I know what I did and what it's, now it's occurred, everything's happened, I took it all the time. I gained such a new family almost from becoming this Trump supporter, getting my voice out there, getting heard. Some people have reached out to me. Some people have asked me to come speak at their events, come to their clubs and, you know, all kinds of stuff where they really embraced me. And I tell people all the time, I feel more free now in my life than I felt in my entire life existing on this earth. Because, you know, even when I was younger, even, you know, I always had an open mind when it came to how I believe about other people. I know people in, in certain, certain parts of America, they have that closed mind and you got to be this to live here or think like this to be here or yeah. talk like this to be there. And I always knew that. So I always kind of like, you know, not shy, but I tend to stepped away from a lot of that and just kind of played it, played it safe. But when I had to come up for Trump, there was no more playing it safe. There was no more hiding. <laughs> Man, there, ain't no more, there ain't no more uh, beating around the bush anymore. <laughs> oh, those, those, those days are long gone. So but I came out. it's tough, right? I mean, it's tough when you when you when people just turn their backs on you because of of that you believe that you want the government out of your life. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I, I don't think it, if people really, if you really broke it down to people that way, just say, look, I just, I just want the government out of my life. And the, and what they want is to be more involved in my life. It's that simple. Just leave me the fuck alone and we'll be fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not, we're not asking for too much here. Joe, you did a, a, a well, let me, I want to get to Joe's uh, uh, event um, that, that uh, the flag event in a, in a second, but I got a chance to see you and, and, uh, 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 kind of keep an eye out for any problems while you were over in Atlanta for the walkaway event, man. What was, was it like? That, was that your first event? Was that the first? That was in Georgia. It was my first event. So I was down there. Literally, I was down there because my uh, my friend Quan, who I was just talking about, yeah. he was having a, 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 pre, a Friendsgiving, she calls it, which is like a friends hangout before Thanksgiving for a week. And we just hang out. And oh, nice. So she's a you know, very creative woman she is. I call her my spiritual sister, amazing woman. She set that up. So I was there for that Friendsgiving event right before Thanksgiving. And then they had that right before Thanksgiving. So I was like, hey, you know, my, I'm in Georgia, might as well. So I'm like, why not go down there and check it out? Because I because I was going to events like that in New York. And of course, a lot of people outside New York have no clue that anything like that's going on in New York because the, all the media here is left with left with media. So they don't cover anything that we do unless violence breaks out and they can try to make it, oh, see, yeah. Trump supporters attacked Antifa and Black Lives Matter. You know, they showed up to our event and they were the aggressors who initiate the fight that doesn't all matter it's just the fact that all oh, these white people with MAGA hats were there and they got involved so that means racism occurred like you know yeah and so it was always I fun to watch the media comments. spin the narrative when that that's what i that was what was important for me about being there and recording it so that you people could watch it live and then the media would spin it differently i was like uh-uh it ain't happening on my watch <laughs> no you're 100 right and i and I had an incident here in new york where there was an incident a lot of you guys who are listeners might be known about where they had a fight that broke out between antifa and the proud boys here in manhattan yeah and when that fight occurred i was at that event i, I, was, I was a member i was a member at that club the metropolitan public club where gavin mckinnis spoke at so i was going there just to see if i can get an interview with gavin because i you know i just started my youtube channel i was trying to get as many guests as i could even a little controversial ones you know i like gavin a lot i still want to get him because I know at that time he was like the controversy around him. So let me get him and get it, let him get his voice heard on my show. Yeah. So I went there to hopefully get an interview with him. And then after the event was over, he went to a bar not too far away. And I, the Proud Boys were going there to meet up with him. And I was walking with him. And Antifa 
was by the time we walked out the building, there was a whole block cover Antifa. There were about 67 members of Antifa covering the whole block, calling us Nazi scum and Nazi scum and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, we got Asian people with us, black people with us. We got like, you know, a couple a gay guy that was in Proud Boys and it was there with us. I'm like, okay, so we're all these Hitler or whatever. So anyways, we walk away from them. The cops did a good job of separating us and let us walk a path where we can go. And when we separated, we got about three blocks away and like 10 members of Antifa broke off and they went to the end of that block where they knew eventually we were going to be at. So when we got to the end of that block, they were there waiting for us. And one guy, as soon as we got there, threw a bottle at the Proud Boys. And, you know, these guys don't play around the Proud Boys. So as soon as that bottle got thrown, they were, boom, they were gone. So the video starts out with me, like, recording. And you can hear him chanting Nazis coming in the background. I'm talking, okay, we're heading to meet up with Gavin. And then a, a guy bumps into me. And that's one of the Proud Boys, big guy, the big, huge dude, you know. Yeah. It was like a white team. He got his beard. He's a good, good guy, too, man. Married to a black woman with three kids. But that's a whole different story. But anyways. Yeah, he's a good uh, dude. I got the chance to shake his hand, too. He, he jumped in there. And I recorded the fight breaking out. And I shared on Facebook Live. As soon as I shared on Facebook Live, they suspend my account for 30 days. Go, oh, you're sharing these speech. Oh, you know, all that's good stuff. And then I, you know, I just, I didn't think none of it. I think, oh, it's a fascist book. It's what they do. And, you know, then the next morning I got a bunch of phone calls from a bunch of people like, what's going on? These missed calls and voicemails. And then when I checked the voicemail, people were telling me, Chris, you know, you got to share your video. They took your video, BuzzFeed did, and they cut you out of it. And they said in the article that a white supremacist group attacks innocent anti-fascists in Manhattan. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I looked at the article, BuzzFeed, and you still look at guys, we were listening, you can look, you can find the article now, if you go on BuzzFeed, it's still there, I'm sure. sure. enough, yep. Yeah, so when they did that, I released it on YouTube. I showed my, shared my video, and comment section blew up, views, views were blowing up, people were like, whoa, what the heck, it's, I thought it was a white supremacist group. They're like, this a black guy recorded it? Like, nobody was saying this. So, you know, I, I realized then, like how much pull the media has and you know the mainstream media has, and that's why I saw the importance of like what we're doing is grassroots reporting, getting it out there. Because my YouTube channel was getting so much attention, especially before I was getting like demonetized, and they were trying to censor me so much because of the fact that a lot of people outside New York think there's like no such thing as even one conservative in New York, the whole state. So <laughs> yeah. when you see me, you're like, whoa, what the heck? And he's black. And he's walking through Brooklyn, talking about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But then when they do further research and they see like the events, and I'm showing the events I go into, and they're like, wow, this is really a movement in New York for Trump and the MAGA movement. And you have no realize it wants for grassroots. And yep. that's what the mainstream media wants. So definitely, I, that's definitely important to get the That's good together. stuff, man. Joe Joe talked about pre-show about uh, the, one of the events you did. I want to get him in here to uh, discuss that a little bit. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, Chris, I just uh, love her. I love hearing your story, man, because I got the chills in a couple of things that you said. First off, uh, you know, about your moms and, and her kind of giving you that important information. My mom and uh, well, that my dad, too, was political, but my mom was uh, very much of a free thinker, I think, is the best way to put it at. And she kind of instained, uh, installed that in us as well. Um, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. In addition to the Facebook thing, because I was heavily on Facebook as well. I mean, I had friends that I was playing fantasy football with for like eight years that like don't even talk to me now. Like we would literally be talking all year about football, about this, about that. And um, I got those, you know, oh, my God, I'm not seeing any likes. And then all of a sudden I started seeing all these DMs and I was like, holy cow, these are a bunch of people that I haven't talked to from like high school and, and everything else. And that's when I started to kind of realize that just because people aren't liking and look and, and saying or commenting on your stuff doesn't mean that they aren't paying attention. And that's when my my foot went down to the pedal even mm. more. And I started really pushing heavy. Um, I ended up creating uh, the storm has arrived Facebook page. And uh, at one point it, it blew up to where I got to like a million views. 
and uh, it did end up getting taken down multiple times. But again, that fight. Okay. So like you were saying from when you were younger and how it was instilled in you and, you know, the whole waking up process and then putting yourself out there where you weren't really comfortable at all. Someone encouraged you to do it. Then your vi your video goes, you know, over 200,000 views, if not more. Um, and your channel blows up and you just, you know, literally boots on the ground in New York are literally walking around just talking about stuff, you know, and, and literally that's what we needed is just people to actually have a voice. And um, so anyways, that's, we always talk about boots on the ground. And, you know, if you don't have uh, like me and Abe always say, we're just a bunch of meatheads with microphones in front of our face and we just talk shit all the time, but literally we, yeah, it's important, right? Exactly. And so it's important for what you're doing too. So I just want to kind of give you some credit there. And of course, you, you know, ever since then you haven't put your, you know, your foot, your foot's been down on the pedal as well. You just keep going as well. And you're very involved in the community and events and with other um, uh, people who are running. Um, I've seen you at events for people who are running in your state and stuff. And I just love that, man. This is what we talk about all the time. There was a uh, recent event was, I believe it was in March, right? For the flag drop. Was that when it was? Yes, it was. And uh, that was super cool, man, because uh, Right Side Broadcasting, I couldn't find the actual video from Right Side Broadcasting because there's so many up there, but I did find one from New York um about the uh it was now it was a f explain it it was basically a flag drop right is that what they call it could you kind of yeah, explain what you do it's there? called it's the whole movement is Op operation flag drop and it was started by created by a, a friend and fellow patriot here in new york Dion Sinney. and he, you know real former v a veteran guy's a real deal patriot you know loves his country you know has his own business in Manhattan, doing good for himself. But you know, when it came, when it comes to get, you know, fight for his country, he'll get out in the streets and do what he has to do. Um, real patriot, man. And we were doing events in New York City prior to this. We did a couple of Operation Flag Drops. Some of them I went to, some of them he was just going like one or three people just going out and covering the whole statue with a, with a Trump flag or something. So he was just getting out there doing his thing, man. So, um, you know, RSBN was in town and uh, a friend and fellow Patriot as well, who I've done a couple of interviews with uh, on YouTube, my man, a friend and fellow Patriot, shout out to Mike Nipperson out there, shout out to Mike. He yeah, reached Mike, out to we've had Mike on a couple of times, great dude. Oh yeah, oh, man, Mike is everywhere, man. I give him props. I talk about getting out there and getting his voice out, man. He gets on everybody, every show he can, and that's how you do yeah. it, man, getting his voice out there, man. And he he really does that. He reached out to me and he's like, hey, Chris, man, we're gonna be in New York. Uh, you know, RSBN, would you like to co-host with me? I would love for you to come out if you can. I know you do a lot in New York. So I'm like, bro, you had me a co-host. Like, let's go. You know, so he came up to New York. Uh, we went out there together. Uh, we were in Manhattan in front of Trump Tower, where that's where the Trump Tower, where this, you know, the whole thing that happened with Black Lives Matter, where de Blasio, our communist mayor, came out and painted Black Lives Matter in front of Trump Tower. Yeah. And I, that week after that happened, I came out with my group, the CRA, did a Turn New York Red rally, where we had over 300 people show up and coming out on Trump supporters and Black Lives Matter people came out there. And the only thing I could say to them when they came out with a speakerphone was where your black people, because they didn't have any with them. <laughs> and then they're all with us. <laughs> they're all with us. I'm like, they're over here with us. That's where they're at, you know? So that was an awesome event. And then like five days later is when Bevelyn Beatty came out and that's, and she did the video where she painted black, all she painted, she dumped black paint all over the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, graffiti in the road. And yeah, she who can forget that? that? God bless her. God bless her, man. She's a real good friend of mine too. Real patriot. Awesome. I'm with her. I love Bevelyn. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she, so after that happened, you know, um, that was the same Trump tower that all that happened that. So when he came out there, you know, a lot of New Yorkers that are Trump supporters know the deal, the importance of that area and that situation. So a lot of people came out and showed support. Hundreds of Trump supporters came out. 
we marched we marched down uh broadway in manhattan and we went all the way down you know and yeah it was an amazing event and we carry a big flag with us and we try to go to a certain location and we call it a flat track we get the location we kind of like do like the drop and that's like operation complete kind of thing and it's just more than anything it's just about getting new yorkers who are trump supporters together because there's not too much too many events or anything we can do like it's hard for us to wear a mega hat where around here without having some kind of issues you know you see there's Asians now who are getting attacked out of nowhere for no reason. And there's no reason. So there's like anything that even hints that could be anywhere near Trump, it's a threat. So we can, we come together like that, it's a big deal. And like I said, we marched all the way down to uh, the Times Square area. We got our voices heard, you know, um, there's a, you know, Black Lives Matter Tifa showed up. The cops did a great job in protecting us for that event. And a couple of them got arrested from Black Lives Matter, which was good, but it was a great turnout, an amazing event. We got a lot of feedback for people who released content on there, me included, you know, got a lot of positive feedback for what we did that day. And, you know, hopefully we can do a lot more in the near future. So ours being uh, Mike and Mitchum, they might be coming back up more in the future. So hopefully there's going to be more content in New York showing That's around the country, the MAGA movement in New York. That's freaking awesome. So here's a little video I got. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to play the sound, but I just kind of want to show, um, you know, what, what you guys are all about. And you're just kind of standing there, uh, you got the Trump, was it Trump 2024 sign? Is that what it was? Yep, yep, Trump 2024. <laughs> and it's an awesome camouflage giant flag. You can see him kind of waving it here. Um, and the thing that was super cool is Trump Jr., or was it Eric? One of them was actually in New York at the time as well. Well, I know Trump was too as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Trump, was, Trump Jr. was the one you made the statement you're referring to. Though. Yeah. yeah, he, uh, I remember him putting in, I don't know if, uh, what, what platform he put it on because I'm on so many of them, but he ended up putting a picture of it on, on, um, I believe Twitter and it just blew up. And that's how I actually caught wind of it. Uh, between that and uh, right side broadcast uh, as well, uh, broadcasting it, but it just absolutely blew up. And that's when I was like, man, what's this flag drop all about? And then I saw you and Mike together and I was like, oh, wow, this is super cool. So just amazing. Again, just boots on the ground, just getting out, just just being the voice. And and that's amazing, Chris. Good work, man. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And and people don't realize, man, is like I said, if you just all this is one person, you know, what I mean, like. When I first did start doing videos, I was like one of the first New Yorkers. I mean, Brandon Strzok even told me uh, about a couple, about a year and a half after we first met, after he, because he had me come out for the Walkway University, be a speaker. He had me come to different events before that. So uh, eventually, he told me, he's like, you know, you were the first black, um, um, first black person, period, to do a Walkway video, like you know. And he was like, you know, first minority. He said, you know, not black person. He said first minority to do a video. He's like, I did it, and I want to air course everybody's voice to get heard, but. At first, you know, I was just getting one kind of audience and I didn't mind because I was glad people getting, you know, the voices heard. But I did want, you know, all groups, all Americans to come in and get their voice heard. So when you say you saw my video, I was the first one. So I, I you know, I didn't realize this. Like I said, I was literally day before did a video that I sent to my friend only and she liked it. And the next day I did a walkway and it went viral. And then I started doing a YouTube channel and it kept growing and growing and growing from there. So, you know, I tell people, and that's, and if you especially watch my first like, like 30, 40 videos, I always say at the beginning of my video and I still make a statement every now and then. I said, you can do what I'm doing. Don't think, you look at me and I'm like, oh, I'm so special. Like, a, look, I, oh, I, want to like, I wish I could do like Chris or be like Chris. You can be like me. Just get a phone and hit record. That's why I do videos where I call walk and talks. And I say, hello, hello, is everybody a conservative New York? Chris, right here, didn't you know that my momentous walk and talk videos? I call them and, and I have the walk and talk because literally all I'm doing is walking and talking and recording myself with a cell phone. And I'm like, so there's nothing special I'm doing. There's nothing that is, you know, so beyond everybody else in the country. You can do it too. And the fact that I did it, at an earlier stage in Trump's presidency in New York, 
I was one of the first ones in New York period to, to give a conservative voice. So that got a lot of attention in New York being the, you know, the big apple. Everybody knows about New York. I don't care if you live in Texas, California, North Dakota, you know about New York. Mm -hmm. And I realized when I started doing videos, like, wow, my videos get a lot of attention just off the fact that I'm conservative in New York, just that alone. And, you know, of course, you know, black, whatever, but that's more to it. But that's the main thing that like, wow, people kept saying like, wow, you're conservative in New York. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know you existed. <laughs> and then when I saw people started commenting so much, I were in New York, said, hey, man, I'm in the Bronx. Hey, man, I'm a conservative too, man. I'm in, hey, I'm in Brooklyn. Hey, I'm in Manhattan, da, da, da. And, it, and I got so many comments. That's what I started, that's what made me start the group, the CRA, the Conservative Republican Alliance, was just so many New Yorkers reaching out to me in the comment section where I said, well, let's meet up. So it started off, my first event was at a local uh, pub that is pro-Trump, which is only two that I know of in, in Manhattan. But they, you know, I started off there and the first meeting I had was two or three people. And then one of the more recent events was the one event I had in front of Trump Tower with the Trump Turn New York Red Rally. And that had over 300 people there. So nice. when, within a year's time frame from the three people at the first event to over 300 at a rally. And so, and like, I could have never expected that. I could, if I just would have said, oh, you know, what can I do? There's nothing I can do. I'm just one person. What, nothing, none of this could ever happen. And I saw this just coming from me by myself, what I could possibly do for myself, just me personally, see what, what my capabilities are. But I also see how many people watch what I've done and they've been influenced and they are now doing videos. I got my friend Andrew Rivera, real patriot, uh, Hispanic dude here in New York. He's got his YouTube channel up. He's got his own content out there on Rumble and everything, getting a lot of attention. You know, so it's. Yeah, put me in touch with him if you can. One person. If you can't put me in touch with him, I, I, I would like to reach out to as many voices as I can to help raise those up. And we can, you know, that's kind of what I feel like my role is, is to introduce our community of, of free thinkers to the ones that are that are, are segregated. And that's that's the goal of the Foxhole.app. I would love to give you the information to uh, to consider putting your content on the Foxhole.app and others' recommendations okay. as well. I'll put you I'll in touch with... Uh, social media platforms. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll put you in touch with the man to, get, to do that because, you know, like you said, you, you end up developing... Developing your own family, you end up you you end up developing a new family, and what we have going on over at the Foxhole is just something real special, man. I would love for you and, and any of any you know, magnificent. I told him about it. Uh, anyone else that you know of, I would love to get more people to get more voices heard. So I appreciate that, Joe. Do you want? Do you have any other thoughts before I cut you off? <laughs> Go ahead. No, you, you can cut me off again. Um, <laughs> no, I think you guys pretty much covered what I wanted to talk about. I wish I could have found the original video there instead of the stupid one I had. But um, uh, no. quick heads up, if you go on their Facebook or Rumble, you can find it. Because th at that time, they were, they were suspended on YouTube during that video. That's why I couldn't find mm -hmm. it. Okay, yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. That's yeah. right. But yeah, I mean, just again, Chris, uh, as we've been talking about this whole time, um, even though things aren't quite going our way per se, and even all the slings and arrows that we've taken, um, you know, losing friends and, and family and stuff like that. Um, you know, here we are, you know, we're still, we're still here. We're still sitting. We're still talking. We're and still going to continue to talk. Still there, you know, exactly. Nothing is ever, ever. It, when that switch hit me, when that when that switch was flipped and I wouldn't say I was like a Democrat, I was actually completely apolitical. I hated politics. I just didn't even follow it at all. But when that switch, uh, you know, flipped, man, it's never going to get shut off. I'm never going to stop talking. And that's exactly the way I feel about you, man. And that's, I just love that energy. And I love that you always look for the positive and everything, you know, you always try to put a positive spin on things, even when shit doesn't seem like it's going right for us right now. 
you just got to keep thinking positive. And that's what we need a lot more of because that's what brings people together is positivity. Exactly. We can't be like the left in, in, 20, in 2016 when Trump won and you had the girl screaming, ah, and all exactly. that, you know, craziness. You know, we, I, I, was, I was like, whatever happens, that's what I say. You work a scenario if somehow Trump's not reelected, we cannot end up like that. We cannot do that. And Absolutely. Even when things came out, Trump, okay, Biden's officially the next president of the United States. We didn't, you know, we had a couple people that, you know, you know, got upset or whatever, but it was nowhere, nowhere near how bad had a left acted. And by the way, the, the P is silent there, by the way. It's just resident. It's not president. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I like that. I'm, I'm using that one, by the way. I'm still in that one. Because I don't call him. I, I'm like, I, I say, I just call him Sleepy Joe. I'm like, you know, Sleepy I Joe. can't. Yeah, I can't call him president. I'll definitely call him a resident because that's all he is to me. Oh, yeah. And, and you saw his press briefing the other day where like 20 people showed up. I'm like, if people aren't watching like the inauguration of the press briefings and seeing like something's terribly wrong here. No, I couldn't log in. I couldn't log into the website. I kept typing dot gum and i couldn't get in there for some reason i don't know i might have to re redo that but it's just it's, it's kind of crazy thinking he's the most popular president in american history supposedly right i mean yeah. he turn off his comment section in his youtube videos that turn the and all, that all the even the thumbs down they're even getting rid of the thumbs down because we couldn't <laughs> no, comment I saw, so that. We, I saw that they we, they couldn't comment so we went there we're like all right well we'll just put thumbs down and then they started changing the thumbs down to thumbs they, up they can't, they can't do it oh my God, I'm, I'm gonna be right here keep talking i'm just gonna plug my computer man yeah no problem gotcha yeah so so a couple of the things that um that kind of hit the news today that were the topics that we were going to talk about is one of them's this um and that is President Trump not getting his Facebook back, which I'm sure he's like, damn, whatever. But nonetheless, uh, what this is is a another attempt at censorship of anyone who doesn't fit the well uh, uh, the Marx narrative that the that the media is trying to shove down our throat. Facebook Oversight Board uh, upholds a ban on Trump and censors social site for uh, standard less penalty, whatever the hell that means. Um, in the end, it's it's what this means is is President Trump isn't going to get his Facebook back because they don't want him there and they don't want him to have a voice. Another other examples of this uh, this year have been pretty pretty loud as well. Worst censorship in April. Big tech silences five prominent conservatives. Uh, they targeted President Trump, of course, and his family. All of us uh, can no longer be on Twitter anymore and other places. Um, YouTube's trying to get rid of us. Uh, James O'Keefe was banned. Uh, Sebastian Gorka was removed. Uh, a roundtable that was hosted by by uh, Ron DeSantis was was censored. Um, it is just the the amount of censorship that goes on for people who don't. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you would, they're supposed to be the most uh, tolerant people out there, but they do not tolerate much besides their own views, uh, which is uh, the views of Marx. It's just laughable at its core. And per usual, what they end up doing is changing the rules if they can't win fair and square. That should tell you a lot about the the uh, the, the narrative and what they need to do to get successful. If you can't convince people uh, through through the argument, then you have to cheat and do other ways to do it. Um, it's, it's just out of control, man, is really what it comes down to. The DeSantis thing, uh, Sebastian Gorka uh, on YouTube and other places, conservatives are attacked anywhere that uh, that they try to speak up. And I, I don't know, I guess my, my question for you, man, will be um, – how do you how do you rationalize this? And how when you talk to people who 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 
want to ban you or want to silence you, I mean, is there is there any kind of any kind of uh, rooms for uh, ability to find a common ground, or is is this just going to be uh, the radical left is going to be uh, you know do what we do or else? Uh, it depends on what leftists you talk with. There's there's because like I said, when I voted for Trump in twenty six in twenty sixteen, I didn't vote for him and said to myself, okay, I'm a lifelong Republican now. I just said, okay, I'm giving Trump a chance for first time ever voting Republican. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's, I have a good feeling he's going to do a great job, but if he does it for some reason and it turns out it was bad, then I'll go vote Democrat again. But what happened was when I left, I tell people all the time, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. They left me. Like I voted for Trump and I was like, okay, I'll give you, I'll go back over here if I have to. But then they went so far left to communism pretty much that I'm like, I'm not going to be, go back to this. I'm not going to be part of this. Like you guys, there's nowhere else for me to go. You guys, you guys are the ones who kept me here. And I, you know, I tell people all the time, like there is a way because and like we're seeing it now with alternative social media platforms, different ways of people, it, it, you know, because that's how America works. You know, if you look at America's past, like, you know, there's been times where we had to deal with, you know, the, like the Boston Tea Party where we you know situations happen where, you know, slavery went in, where we were dealing with things where we're just not, you know, patriotic, not representing what free, true freedom in this country stands for. And we were able to go against it. And what it usually did was the citizens were able to come together and make change so this is just to me history repeating like america has yeah. been through things like this if not worse in the past so what separates the past and from now and the only thing now is like to me is is do, do americans have that fight in them because you're like you're like when japanese bombed pearl harbor and i've got to name the general in japan when they were flying away he was talking to one of his commanders and he was saying you know like disappointed upset looking he said well what's wrong we just we just beat him he's like we didn't win he's like we just woke into sleeping giant like that's what we just did like mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying with America. I keep bringing that term up because I think the sleeping giant is still there and it shows. And MAGA, to me, like brought that up from its sleep. And, you know, because I grew up in a country, like so growing up in a military family, growing up and seeing the Berlin Wall fall, like patriotism was like ingrained in my soul. Like I didn't really know know how much it was until like 9-11 happened. And I, my, that that spirit just, woof. And I felt it for the first time. I'm like, wow, I didn't know how, I knew it was there, but I didn't know it was that strong. And then the whole thing with Trump and all this happening, it came out again. And I'm like, so when it's time, when it's time to fight, there's people in this country who just are going to get up and fight, you know, and just going to do it. And, you know, me included. And that's what's really shown me with this MAGA movement, even in New York. I'm, saying, I'm in this dark blue area, but you saw, like I said, just the video, how many people come out and show support for the president, even though we're in that dark blue area in like the heart of the blue. This is Manhattan. This is, this is where this, the sea creatures are here, the swamp creatures all over there. And we still got out there and got our voices heard because America still has that fight in them. And I, me seeing that is what gets me to now, like, this is not over. I'm not throwing a towel. Even if you want to steal an election, I'm not throwing in the towel. Like, you know, yeah. I, we, I've seen so much, you know, leading up to this point. I've seen so much at this point with other patriots of mine fighting alongside my side. Now is not the time for us to throw in the towel. This is America still here. America, the, the giant is still here. And it's just... Got to put the energy to the right place. Man, it's a beautiful message for, for, for the question. And the question is... I, are you going to give up if they keep trying to silence us? And Chris says, oh, hell no. I'm just going to fight harder. It is the, the it is 10 minutes to the top of the hour, which means we're going to get Joe's rapid fire segment in here. Chris, if you wanted to take that uh, quick break, you're welcome to do so now. So let me get the opener, 30 seconds of your time for rapid fire. We'll get Joe's segment in here. And then at the top of the hour, quick advertisement, and then your calls on the second half. Stand by.
right, Joel, tell me what you see in the news today that caught your eye, man. All right, there was quite a few of them. I'll try to get through this as quick as possible for you guys. And here we go. First one was none other than Corey's Diggs had an, a couple of great articles. Actually, this is the one I'm going to highlight, though. If you guys aren't over at Corey'sDigs.com, you should be. Uh, form for students attending colleges or universities requiring COVID-19 injections. All over America, students are facing a very tough decision right now. Although some wish to accept a COVID-19 injection, many do not. The problem is that growing number of colleges and universities are trying to deny students' rights to choose and their right to bodily integrity by requiring the vaccines as a condition of academic enrollment in the United States and other jurisdictions. That is a violation of the law. This is an absolute fire article. As per usual, she does absolutely great work. Please go check that one out. It's a good one. Great stuff by Corey, as always. Absolutely. Next one is out of Zero Hedge. Arkansas ends sales tax on gold and silver. Additional states may soon follow. This caught my attention. This was last night. It came out about 645. And it says, by signing sound money legislation today, Arkansas Governor Governor Asa Hutchinson, Hutchinson has officially ended sales uh, taxation on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium bullion and coins, bullion. Therefore, setting an example for legislatures in New Jersey, Maine, Ohio, and Tennessee who are still considering similar measures in their own states this year. Why would they be doing that, Al? It's kind of interesting, isn't it? That's It is pretty interesting. First of all, why is there sales tax on precious metals anyway? Um, but Man, I, w- I would like to look more into this about maybe how I can go, you know, if, if they have suppliers in that state that you can buy from then or something. That's interesting. I thought so, too. Just we've been talking a lot about gold and stuff lately and just thought that was interesting. Fox News just dropped this. Well, about 20 hours ago, Pentagon Watchdog launches UFO probe into the Defense Department's actions amid string of sightings. So. This title, I mean, just like everything else that everybody puts out there is a bit misleading. But last year, the Defense Department released the three videos, which we've shown, of the Navy pilots encountering UFOs in 2004 and 2015. So now, uh, of course, in a memo uh, to the military and intelligence leaders, Randolph Stone, Assistant Inspector General of uh, Evolutions on Space Intelligence Engineering and Oversight, said the objective of the probe is to determine the extent to which the DOD has taken actions regarding the unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah, well, you know what they're going to find? The Pentagon watchdog doing an audit of the Department of Defense is going to find that DARPA has classified information that they're never going to get. So that's how that's going to end. That's kind of what I figured too. We're never, uh, I don't know who, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it seems like there is a, a, a slow, very slow awakening um, or how, whatever you want to say. Disclosure. Yeah. Disclosure. Yeah. It just seems like it's very slow, but just interesting how these stories keep popping up more and more about UFOs. Right. Breitbart fact check. Joe Biden falsely claims 2.3 trillion uh, bill creates 16 million jobs. <laughs> this guy, right. I swear he's just making it up as he goes. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I don't even need to read this. You guys, you guys know it's bullshit, but it's just so funny, man. How they t- right. <laughs> does this shit. You just throw Another- numbers out there. Oh no, trust me. It'll create 16 million jobs. That's what happens when you tax uh, small corporations, small businesses. 
minor detail. It's, he meant 16 million jobs in China. Yeah. Breitbart has another good one. Two Ohio Bills would ban trans athletes from girls sports. And I wish I would have saw this yesterday when Mark was here. I'm sure he will love this. It says the debate is over whether transgender women, biological, biological men who live as women is heating up as lawmakers in state after state are considering laws to protect female athletes athletes in high school and college from competing against male athletes who claim to be transgender women. The two bills in the Ohio State House would require students' participation in sports to be a female for female sports and a male for male sports, or co-ed teams would be permitted. Wow, there's an idea. Super interesting there, though. Right. Always got a couple of these. This one out of New York again. Uh, notice the name, James P. Kennedy Jr. announced today that Justin Rosenzweig, 33 of Mumford, New York, who was convicted of possession of child pornography involving a pre-prepubescent minor following a prior conviction, uh, was sentenced to uh, 10 years. So he had a fire, uh, prior conviction. Now he's going back for another 10 years. Yeah, that'll fix it every day. Every single F- day. FCCED, this was, there's a man, they have been on fire lately. I don't even think I pulled up all the ones they had today, but Norway finds DNB 48 million for anti-money laundering breaches. So this was super interesting as well. Um, They'll impose a fine of uh, 48 million for an inadequate compliance with anti-money laundering rules and legislation. Lots of stuff going on like that lately. Lots of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, This one also out of the financial crimes news, Detroit city councilman Gabe Leland pleads guilty to misconduct in a pay to play scheme in Michigan. That can't be right. So that, (laughs) that just dropped today. He said uh, Leland on Monday admitted he crossed the line after pleading guilty to misconduct and misconduct in office and resigning from Detroit city council. Get the fuck out and don't come back. (laughs) Well, again, these, this is just business as usual, and now there's people getting held accountable for what used to be business as usual. Exactly, and it's happening everywhere. Seven arrests, this is just out of CBS, after spiritual leader's mummified body found decorated with Christmas lights in Colorado home. You heard that, right? Amy Carlson, 45, who was known as Mother God by her followers, was found dead in a home in a tiny rural town of Moffitt on Wednesday, April 22nd, according to arrest affidavits for seven people who um, are even charged with abuse of a corpse. You heard that right. Abuse of a corpse. Very interesting story there. Uh, Trump, if you guys haven't seen this yet, Trump's dropping bombs. Uh, Liz Cheney is a warmongering fool who has no business in the Republican Party leadership. We want leaders who believe in the Make America Great Again movement and prioritize the values of America's first. Elise Stefniak is a far superior choice, and she has my complete and total endorsement for GOP conference chair. Elise is a tough and smart communicator. Agreed. Uh, completely agreed. I hope, I hope Elise does get it, too. Absolutely. I think she's great. Board reverses uh, this out of Fox board reverses termination of officer charged in Rashad Rashad Brooks murder. So this is interesting. The Atlanta civil service voted to reverse the termination of Garrett of Garrett Rolf, the former Atlanta police officer who fatally shot Rashad Brooks outside of Southwest Atlanta fast food restaurant last summer. Huh? That's because he did nothing wrong. You think? (laughs) 
Uh, this was sad, dude. I had to report this. Fox News, uh, Nashville gunman shot ambushed police officers in a setup call. That's right. They're setting up these police officers now with fake fucking calls. Uh, police officer was shot Tuesday evening in an ambush style attack while responding to a home where a gunman had lured officers before opening fire and eventually killing himself. This is what they deal with on a fucking daily basis. Yeah, exactly. Violent weekend in Baltimore. Several shootings claim lives, including man visiting from Israel. What? It was a violent weekend in Baltimore, and there were several shootings, and some of the victims died, including one man who was visiting Baltimore from Israel. Council Settlement Yitzi Schleifer says an entire neighborhood is grieving after 31-year-old Ephraim Gordon was gunned down early Monday on the steps of his aunt and uncle's home. He was here for a quick visit from Israel for his cousin's wedding. I got a feeling there's a little bit more to that story. And I did actually happen to catch on with Kimberly Klasik, if you're not following her on YouTube. And Love her. she and she had an interesting video here. Let me I know I'm a, I'm a little over, but let me just share this just real quick. Uh, let me make sure I got the sound on. But they're not reporting this, guys, in Baltimore. Listen to this. Okay, I don't know if you heard that, but that was like 20, maybe 30 shots. And this goes on for a while. There was over 70 some shells, I guess, caught, uh, found. It was a massive shooting and nobody is reporting about it. Kim Klasik is out there. She did a great three minute video. If you get a chance, check that out. The last thing I had real quick for you guys, Governor uh, Kevin Stitt. I am withdrawing Oklahoma's COVID-19 state of emergency effective May 4th. So that was actually yesterday. Our seven-day average of new cases is down 94%. We have some of the lowest cases per capita in the country. Hospitalizations are down 90% and stable. Stable. Oklahoma, it's time to return to normal. That is your rapid fire for today, guys. Back to you, brother. Yeah, we'll see if they let us return to normal. RiseAttireUSA.com is the official show sponsor of Brothers Uncensored and UncensoredAve.com. Check it out when you guys get time. Head over to RiseAttireUSA.com. They got sweet foxhole gear on there. They got the methods and, and red pill special selections and all kinds of other cool shit. So do me a favor. Check it out. Go over to RiseAttireUSA.com. Get a, get a 10% discount by putting a discount code AbeWave into the checkout. Check it out when you get time. minute and a half of your time. We'll be back with you guys call stand by we've reached a pivotal moment in the great awakening culture was hijacked and weaponized a long time ago but now we see it as the final battlefront of the information war of good versus evil so get in we're hijacking it back for the cause here at rise attire we spit on the garbage narratives of mainstream media propaganda it's a means to an end for the agenda of the corporate elite globalist cabal. Welcome to Clown World. It's all a fake joke. But you're not. You are real. So, recognize us? We are Rise Attire and we've got the solution for all your based apparel needs. We do premium, top shelf, cut and sew apparel that's 100% made in America and 100% evil free. Guaranteed. Mimetic messaging and dope style will have you maneuvering through clowns with swagger in no time. Plant red pills in the minds of normies, attract more base people into your life, and give a big middle finger to the system. Go to RiseAttireUSA.com.
Com now. Repping truth never looks so good. Rise proudly sponsors Brothers Uncensored. Use promo code ABEWAY for 10% off your first purchase. RiseAttireUSA.com. Do me a favor. Head over there when you guys get a second. Get some sweet gear. Also, check out, uh, we've. if you guys haven't seen our gear yet, go over to the website, uh, UncensoredAve.com, and uh, check on, click on the, on the swag or the gear, whatever, one of those things. Yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of get like on the underground printing and it'll bring you to the site. You can pick some fantastic merchandise. Check it out today. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> That's probably why we can't get people to go there. Cause I'm, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, we got Glenn and Denise in the house. So we'll get uh, each one of them in here. F- feel free to call in if you guys want. Let, let me know what's on your mind. Uh, hopefully you have a, qu- a questions addressed to Chris, our guest today. So we'll look forward to that. So let me get Glenn in here to check that out. And I want to say a special hello to all you guys out there in chat. Skeeter, Dolphin, and Uncle Vanka, good to see you out there. Patricia, God bless you and your family. Good to see you out there as well. Amy, Joe, Dawn, and the Mods, thank you for all the great work that you guys are doing out there as well. Glenn, what's on your mind today, my friend? Uh, good evening, Abe, Joe, and Chris, and everybody out there. Uh, two short news things, and then I'll get right over to uh, Chris. Uh, I, was, I saw an article today that or saw a news report actually on TV that uh, the cyber warriors were, were doing their thing and they needed the admin password. And it appears Maricopa County did not have it. Only Dominion did. That's a little slip by. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. Wait, say, say, that, say that one more time. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm back again. <laughs> okay. Uh, the cyber warriors were doing their thing on all the machines. It came to a point where they needed the admin password to do what they needed to do. They asked Maricopa County for the passwords. Well, it seems Maricopa County does not have that password. Only Dominion does. Yeah, that's what Melissa Caroni, Corona uh, was talking about. That's exactly what she was talking about. And they're just now reporting on that. That is super interesting. They reported it this, uh, this morning, I think. Uh the most okay here's another one most vaccinated county on earth country the most vaccinated country on earth closes everything down because of covid it seems like they've got such a bad infection going on outbreak going on down there and it appears that 35 percent of the cases are people who already were vaccinated wow where is this at seychelles say that again seychelles where the hell's that uh, it's a little island off of the African coast. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, what, what's this African coast? You know what's going on with Africa and Bill Gates in the past. Oh, yeah. He's uh, trying all his, uh, yep. uh, ID chips and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worse than that. After he's good. After he had a like, real fun time on that little island over there off the coast that nobody probably knows too familiar with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a couple islands over there, aren't there? Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. Now, Chris. Got a little funny question for you. When you're gonna laugh at? When are you gonna be interviewing Trump? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Glenn, you're good. I, I, and I like that hat, by the way, Glenn. I want to let you know that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Glenn, the first thing you're saying, a serious question. I'm funny you mentioned that. I got a, a podcast that I just started doing about a couple months ago, the Christopher Wright Show, and uh, my assistant Camille, a real patriot, love her to death. 
she had me, because she knows I'm the most organized person in the world. She had me make a top 25 list of people I want to interview. And she said, you know, go all out. And I pretty much put all people out, you know, from Steve Bannon to, you know, uh, so many names I put on that list. But the number one name, and I was like, the first name I had to put on there was President Trump. That, that, is, <laughs> that, is, that is my goal, man. I, I would, that's, if, the day that happens, I'm just hoping I'm able to speak so I can get the good, inter get a, get a good interview done with them. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I definitely, he's definitely top of my category. And you know, I've been to the White House three times under okay wow yes i went for the first time was the young black leadership summit and i was in 2017 then i went for the next young black leadership summit the year after and then i went the year after that this last year in office for blexit and i got to go to the white house two of those three times three times i went there but the third time we had to be outside because old covid or whatever but the first two times i went in the white house got to walk around took a bunch of pictures and all the famous paintings and everything you know everything in there, even the, you know, the nice China in there from the first ladies, but <laughs> right. uh, even got to go to the East room in the white house and hear the president speak. And when, I tell people all the time, when he came out to speak to us, it felt like the cool uncle coming over Thanksgiving. It didn't feel like, Oh, I'm the president and all this order. And this, this Trump came out like, Hey, what's up? What's going on everybody. And he had us laughing. He had, you know, he brought out some, he also used that event. The first one to announce the MAGA bomber. Cause remember the whole MAGA bombing thing situation that was going on as a, when it come to find out it wasn't even nothing to do with Trump or it wasn't a Trump supporter, but mm -hmm. Trump was smart. He waited to announce who that person was at our event because he knew the main media wouldn't cover a bunch of black and the largest gathering of black conservatives in American history. They knew they wouldn't cover that. So he made that announcement at our event. So they had to cover it. So, <laughs> you know, it was amazing. He's amazing president. He shook our hands after we spoke. I just missed the chance to shake his hand and take a picture with him. But I know some friends of mine that got pictures with him. Awesome. But stay tuned. I'm going to get that interview. That's my goal. That's cool. Trump. Oh, that, that, that would be so cool. I know you got to be so tongue-tied like I would be. Oh, I mean, I have so many questions. I had to go like 10 hours long. I'm like, <laughs> like when are you going to stop me? Well, I hope, you, I hope you do a better interview than some of these people that have been doing these softball interviews with them lately. No, no, definitely. That definitely not going to be softballing. That's the, and, and I think Trump, the kind of man he is, he will respect me more for not softballing with him. He will want me you know, I got the I mean, time and opportunity to sit down with him. He'd be like, don't sit here and waste your time. Like, come out here and, you know, do what you came to do. Have and you seen, I, have you seen these interviews? Have you seen these interviews like on Fox and on OAN where they're so softball that it's come on. I know you just want to be out there to get your face and keep your face in public, but those kind of questions, it's ridiculous. No, I, I agree. It's like, it's like a, you know, like it's, it's like a family get together that's hanging around, having fun and laughing when they do interviews. It's not like, you know, they're sitting down with them and asking them like the real good question. Cause there's things there's, there's, and people don't realize there's, you can ask tough questions. I know you guys are on the same party and the same side. I get it, but you still ask tough questions without being like divisive or trying to start a controversy or anything like that. There's questions you know, that well, need I, to be asked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I'll, I would talk about, you know, the whole, you know, the sex, uh, scandal the sex rings being busted in this country at a record number like record rate like I would speak to them how did, how did you set that up what where, where were the stages that you organized why weren't presidents before you doing these kind of things well you you've know? done a, you've done a hundred times better than Don Dan Bongino did that's for damn sure oh, God. I, I couldn't believe it I was like he literally asked him so what's it like to be a private citizen well you're not really a private citizen now but you're private what's it like to be i'm like you're kidding me dude you you had this opportunity to have trump on and you ask him what it's like to be a private citizen oh it drove me crazy they would be a guy i thought would last you know come with the tough question that's you know? what i thought i was that's why i went and watched it i don't ever watch bon i don't watch much but i you know i i 
I thought, man, this is going to be good. Bongino is going to throw some questions at him. I watched it and I was completely disappointed, Glenn. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Chris, you going to be doing any of the uh, coverage of the post uh, Arizona shit? Um, yes, I will. I mean, of course, I'll be doing. I do, like I said, I do my own videos. I do walk and talk videos where I just walk. It's about they're like eight to ten minutes long where I just walk, you know, in Brooklyn or different areas in New York City and talk politics. So I'm going to talk, discuss it, of course, in like that kind of segment. But I'm also going to sit. I want to sit down with somebody and really do like an interview because I like the Christopher Rice show where I do interviews at too. So for that situation, for that important of a subject, I want to. I'm going to speak about a course with a walk and talk, but I really want to sit down with somebody. It's an expert on the issue, really, and really like pick the brain and really get it out there. To I'll give really you a suggestion. Talking. Get one of the cyber ninjas. Cyber ninjas. Oh, you know what? And Glenn, I got my phone right here. I'm, I'm taking my notes down right now. I got a notepad in here that I take this. Because they're the ones doing the audit. Oh, yeah. And I saw you just brought their name, brought them up. So I'm glad. That, no, that's important information because, because you know, my group, the CRA, the main thing we're fighting in uh, this year, in 2021, when we get, you know, after the whole situation of the election, I said, let's get back on the game. Let's get back on our A game. Let's get the MAGA movement going. What we need to do is go after election integrity. That needs to be the number one, because that's going to people on the right right now, who once are still depressed, who are still down in the dumps. Oh, what are we going to do? It doesn't matter what we do. They're going to steal elections. People like that, we need to get them on board. And we're going to get them on board by going after election integrity. And you see they're already making change in certain states like Georgia already. Yep. So things are already happening. Our, our voices are being heard. Actions are being are occurring. So we just need to have the whole country understand that. Right, we're getting changes in Georgia, Florida, Texas. Uh, there's one other state I forget which New one. New Hampshire. Well, New Hampshire hasn't started their audit yet, so after that goes, there may be changes. Uh, okay, now if we take Trump out of 2024, who do you see as the leading conservative? Um, good question. I see DeSantis is the is the lead candidate. Um. I mean, Ted Cruz is an, a possibility as well. Main reason, because both those gentlemen, it comes to the Republican Party and Congress, they are the ones who, to me, they, you know, you know, Ted and, of course, Donald had their back and forth during the campaign. Right. And like that. Well, I've got a problem with Ted, involved. but I've got a problem with Ted where he may not be a natural born citizen. Mm, he is that's just a garbage narrative he's he is he is he's eligible eligible for president yeah you're right so i take that one back glenn because you're right i forgot about that i remember trump was going there a little bit in the campaign he let it go because you know ted dropped off right in that case no never no he is he's eligible for president that that whole thing is a is a spun media narrative okay okay well then i have my facts wrong Okay. Well, in that case, those two are the main ones. I love I mean, Ted, dude. I'm a huge. I was a huge crew supporter. Uh, I didn't. I'm, I didn't actually support Trump because I think I thought we needed a. Uh, I still think we need a constitutional government, and I guarantee you, the people that Ted Cruz will put into power around him, the team that he would put in place, will be the most constitutional governance ever. Um, I also think Kansas Pompeo. Uh, I think he, him, and him and Cruz are my top twos right now. Okay, I'm going to sneak in one extra question, Chris, because uh, Abe said I could only have three, but I'm going to sneak in a fourth one. (laughs) How do you think we can change the media to show the truth again? You're seeing it right here. This is this is the best way. Alternative news. Uh, There's a if people watch me long enough, they know one of my favorite quotes I use is, you know, conservatism is a new counterculture. You know, that's one of my ones. This new conservative movement. This is a new MAGA conservative movement. That's that's 
coming up here. It's a social media based movement. And what I'm really noticing, and I went to those two events, uh, the Young Black Leadership Summits, a lot of people who were coming up to me were ages 12 to 16. A lot of those people that Gen Z, I keep talking about Gen Z, Gen Z, Gen Z. I grew up in a generation, I'm a Gen, I'm a millennial, uh, unfortunately, I just barely made it, but I'm technically a millennial, not Gen X, I'm a millennial. We are the internet generation in terms of, I remember when the internet came out, my dad's military, the day the internet came out, my dad took me to the public library and said, this is the future, set up your email address, trust me, just do what you gotta do. I'm like, all right, well, okay, whatever you guys say, that is 28.8K modem, but all right. <laughs> so, you know, we saw it come into play, but I remember uh, living in America long before there was an internet and what that America looked like. There's young people in this country who have no clue what that America is. All they are born and raised on the internet. I wish they did. I mean, I, I, I was I, I, I was AOL at twelve hundred blood. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the deal, Glenn. Uh, yeah, but see, but and you're right. And but this is the one positive thing about that, Glenn, because I, I agree. I, I wish they so could see America where it just ain't technology only, you know, based. But the positive thing, the one positive thing about it is this: is that they get all their information from the internet. And the people who run the internet right now in terms of politics and getting their voices heard are conservatives. That's why they're censoring us so much right now because they know our voice is so strong on the internet. And if, so if we can continue to get our voices on the internet, which we will in one way or another, then the young people that age are gonna to continue to listen to us. And I have a good feeling when Gen Z, when they're at that age where even the young millennials are starting to become adults now and they're back to all far leftist safe space acting, when that Gen Zers come behind them and come up and become adults, they're gonna say, get out the way, we're going, we grew up in the internet. We know you guys are full of it. We don't believe fake news. This is our. This is who we're going with. When and they got to pay the taxes. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so I have, I have a good feeling that future generation is going to change America back to going back to the constitutional traditional values. Uh, but of course, you know, they're going to be. I can only pray that that happens. Yeah, yeah me that's, too. That's... Good stuff, Glenn. Thank you, sir. Yep. Thank you, Abe. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Chris. And thank, uh, thank you, the whole heck, room and station. Appreciate it, Glenn. Good stuff. God brother. bless we'll talk everybody. To you soon. Take care of yourself, brother. Appreciate it as always. Yes. Once you have to actually move out of your fucking mother's basement, you have to stop eating her food and have her doing the laundry for you, and you have to get a fucking job and pay taxes. Suddenly, their worldview changes. It's funny how that works. <laughs> Yeah, that works. Hmm. <laughs> what about that is? <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah, when you're not aging, you live in your mom's basement. Oh yeah, everybody can. Everybody, everything can be free, and we all can go to college for free, and we all can just everybody can have the same job, getting paid the same. Yeah, it's all fine. Your, your utopian mother's basement world. Yes, yes, that's very possible. <laughs> but in reality, as soon as you leave that situation, no. Hey, what's I gotta I gotta give a shout out to your mom and pops. I love them to death already. I can tell just by who you are, man, that they're they're great people. What are they up to today? What do they think about you today? Uh, my dad, he is um, he is a, he teaches GED courses for people trying to get their GED in uh, on a college oh, campus. Oh, wow, that's like, awesome. He's still giving back. God bless you, sir, for what still, you've done through your life. Back, as soon as he left the military, he worked at Charles Tickey School, which is the largest detention center in Baltimore. So he got around young people there, and I met young people that he, every father and son of Ben I came to who introduced me to the young people there, and these guys would be tatted up, head to toe, you know, looking rough and tough. And my dad me, introduced me, and he'd be like, how old do you think he is once they walk away? And I'd be like, I don't know, 16, 17? Like, how old you could be in this place? He's like, no, he's your age. He's 12. He's 11. I'm like, what? And I'm like, whoa, these guys are like, no joke, dad. But I'll, so I'll watch, of course, being his son, like, how do these people treat my dad? And every single one that came up to him was, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, Mr. Wright, no, Mr. Wright. And I was just like, wow. And that, at a young age, I already knew at that age how important the fathers in the household were. 
And that showed me, especially, and that's the biggest issue in the black community, my opinion is the biggest issue in our community, not with the white police officer, no, 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 the fatherless homes. If you put fathers in the house, you would see the black community switch totally around when it comes to the murder rate, the crime rate, all the, you know, the abortion rate, all of that would just reverse immediately the fathers come back in the house. Yeah, so that oh, was good. that's such a gr great point, Chris. Sorry, go ahead, guys. That was an awesome point. I'll wait for the Congressional Black Caucus to actually address uh, fatherless homes and, um, you know, murdering the unborn as a as a form of euthanasia. Um, it, it's just it's a government funded genocide is what it's become. It's just disgusting what happens. Every single inner city area where there's a black community is centered has an abortion clinic in it. And why is that? It's just disgusting on every level, man. Uh, Denise, I want to welcome Denise, our United Kingdom correspondent onto the show. How are you today, Denise? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Doing fantastic, uh, Denise. Glad to hear from you. And Christopher, I follow you on Facebook. I see that you've been slammed by the fact checkers over your story about the jockey. Oh, you, oh yes. <laughs> yes, so you really, that's recent post. So yeah, you really stay tuned. Yes, that was, that was the fact checkers. Of course, they love me on fascist book. They love me very much. So anytime I post anything that they know is going to get a lot of attention, that's on the conservative side of things. 99.999% of the time, it's true. And, you know, and they, they just want to block and censor me as much as possible. They, and they've yeah. done that to me on YouTube, on Instagram. And you see people on the left posting crazy things, sometimes even pornography type stuff and sexual crazy stuff. They post violence, you know, shootings, crazy stuff. Never get censored. But I just, and, and as you guys, in my videos, I was talking about conservatism. I don't even cuss. And they still act like I'm a Nazi or whatever term they want to use this week. Yeah, you've, you've not only got one fact checker checking that, you've got a whole list of fact checkers checked that. Check that. <laughs> be careful. They're going to put me in 30 days of jail again. I just, I just got out like a week ago, so I, I got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got another two days to go of my ban. I was banned. Because um, I keep putting stuff up about um, the pandemic and um, how fake it is and putting up videos of, of doctors showing that it's fake. Um, even a, an ex-Pfizer virologist's video saying that it's dangerous. So everything I put up, I put up with references to Pfizer or surgeons or virologists and what have you and they still slam me with a fact check and say it's false and ban me so i'm i've got i think another two days to go of this present ban oh, you're um, very before well you, what you did right there all you did what you said like i said the fact that you did your research and you got you make sure everything the information was correct exactly out there, that's what got you in trouble was that you were too truthful what i noticed <laughs> When they first, when they really dropped the hammer on me and included my, they censored my main page 30 days and they, they like shadow banned my fan page, the writer's right fan page I have. They, and the reason why is because I just talked about Epstein, Epstein Island, the people that were identified to, to, to be on the flights that went there, the people who were visited the island, I got that information, was putting it out there. And before that, I was getting all these views, all the attention, so I started putting it out there. I went from like 300 likes on a post to two likes, three likes. So I knew right then I was like, okay, they're shadow banning me. And then a couple of days after that, they kicked me off of Facebook, my main page, and they just totally shadow banned my fan page. 
And it's just because I'm like, okay, I was going after a subject they really didn't want me touching. Too on. much truth. That's, That's what I call fine. it. People look at me like I'm crazy when I say too much truth. No, actually think about it. There's, there is, there is too much truth in this world. Look at the history's greatest scientists and thinkers. Uh, when they've come across too much truth, what's happened to them? Galileo for one. Go ahead, Denise. Yeah, I don't, I don't do it for likes. I mean, I put the posts up and I put the links in so that they can check for themselves. I mean, even to what's in the vaccines, I linked in Pfizer's and Moderna's and Johnson & Johnson's own um, sites where they have to show the um, ingredients. And then I went to... Um, a pharmaceutical site that breaks down what those ingredients are into plain English instead of scientific garble. And they fact check me. I thought, what are you fact checking me for? It's all true. Anybody can go into those sites and find out for themselves. And that's why I do it. I put it out there so that people can go and have a look and see that I'm not just giving them a load of BS, that it's all factual, it's true. But, um, yeah, they hammered me for a week, this last one. <laughs> so Too much truth. And Denise, we need more pages like you who are doing what you're doing because we need to get that information out there as much as possible. And you, because there's people out there that I can't reach that you can reach. There's people out there that I can reach that you can't reach. But if we, that's what I tell you all the time, like, that's what, get your voice out there. Even if you, people are like, oh, there's one person. Oh, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. You never know what you can do. If you just try and just put your voice out there, you never know whose life you're going to help. And you can help that one person that could end up being the next president. And, you know, you never know how this, how life works. And so we really got to just keep doing what we're doing. And the internet is a good source for us to get this information out there, even though it's being censored in a lot of ways. Um, but this is definitely a, a great way for us to educate a lot of people because, man, it's been amazing the people I've met this past three years who were just come up to me and just been like, wow, I've been, I watched this video from there. And I'm like, wow, I, I kind of forgot about that one. And that was the one that really got their mind going, got their, got the wheel turning and it changed yeah. their life. So yeah, you're doing the right thing. Does, can I ask you a personal question? Does, how do your mom and dad feel now about President Trump? No, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was about to mention earlier. I, I brought my dad a little bit about his past. My mom, unfortunately, she passed away when I was 20. Um, Sorry to hear that. Okay. Cancer. But she's the, uh, she's the one that always taught me. She's the one that got in my head to be yourself. Like, don't be afraid. Be in, independent-minded. Be yourself. Yeah. And if you guys watch my Vice debate, I did with the Black conservatives, Black um, liberals. And I said, you know, three things for a Trump supporter. I said, independent-minded brother. Like, that is so important to me. Um, so I feel my sister, um, she's... Me and her, you know, she's not a huge Trump supporter. We didn't talk for a month after Trump got elected. And at that time we lived together. So <laughs> and we were very close. So we, we were, you know, military brat, brother and sister. So we've always been close growing up together. So, but, you know, she told me about, about three months ago, she saw like I was going in, when I was going to the Mill and Magum marches at the Capitol and seeing the speeches I was doing, everything I was doing, she let me know. She's like, you know, you know, I don't believe we don't see eye to eye on everything politically, but she said, you know, if mom was still alive now, she would be so proud of what you're doing right now. She would. You know. Oh, bless. That's nice. Yeah. So she, she probably would be like as that. well. Yeah. She, she's, she's the closest thing to God I had on this earth was my mother. I love her to death. Um, she was very independent minded herself. She was, she thought for herself. I think with her at first, to be honest, if she was alive, she would have been like, Trump would have been a little bit. You know, like a lot of people were like, whoa, this is too much because yeah. of the media. Maybe. 
Um, but I think she was so my passion and what I was doing and what, you know, people's lives I was changing and who I was talking with. She talked to a lot of so many young people I was talking with and getting them to do videos with me and stuff. I think that would get her open-minded to think, okay, what's my son up to? What's, what, what is really this Trump guy? Then she would do her research. My mom was a, did a research. She could read a novel yeah. that big and, and remember it. I can't remember a chapter from that, but she remembered the whole thing. Right. So I think she would have done the research, saw the truth for herself, saw my passion, saw what I was doing, and she would have came on my side eventually. My dad, uh, most conservative man you ever meet in your life, you know, doesn't drink, doesn't do, you know, never did drugs, drunk, you know, doesn't cuss, Christian pastor, all this stuff, but votes Democrat. And that is unfortunate. <laughs> it's, it's, I tell you all the time, it's, it's unfortunately because of the history of this country when it comes to Blacks and Democratic Party. It's, I say, three generations of brainwash. Starts with my grandfather's generation to my generation of yep. Democratic Party since the 30s, brainwashing the Black community. And the media, of course, doing their part as well to help with that. And now the outcome is like my dad, who's, you know, very smart, college educated, you know, military veteran, all that's good stuff, where it's like, it's hard to kind of crack politically when we get in conversations. And so, and I'm also the son, he looks like, you know, father to son thing, you know, but what I've done with my father is like, for example, we just talked about uh, the late term, the abortion issue in the black community. Uh, I, when I had a last time we had a conversation about politics, I brought up the fact, I said, dad, what's your stance on late term abortion? And he was like, what, what's late term? And I said, late term postmortem abortion. And he was like, well, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I don't even know what that, and like, and I said, you know, a woman at third trimester, she can abort a baby still. And in there's some situations that the baby's born still alive, they yeah. can still kill the baby after that. And when that happens, the father doesn't even have a say so. If they go only to the mother and they ask her, she's the one who determines what happens to that baby's life. Father, if, he wants, if the father wants the baby alive, he has no say so. Yep. And he was like, well, what do you think? Of course, I, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't want nothing to do with that. And I was like, well, dad, that's when you vote Democrat, that's what you're voting for. He's like, well, I'm not, I don't vote, I don't support that. I'm like, dad, they just passed that bill in New York here in Albany. They passed it upstate in, in, at the Capitol. When they passed it, they did a stand ovation. And then they lit the Freedom Tower pink. You know where they had the Twin Towers before? They lit the Tower pink to celebrate. So it's not even like, it's not even like a confusion, like, oh, okay, just got one vote passed. Okay, uh, you know, everybody's kind of on the same page. No, it was, they celebrate the event of murder. And that kind of was like, he kept like, whoa. So we kind of like, he just thought about it like, okay, let me, let me think about that. And so I'm thinking with my dad, I think he's starting to come around. I think he's, he even told me that on a local level, he votes Republican sometimes. Last time we talked about voting mm. and politics like that. He's giving me signs that he is, because before it was just arguing. When we, Trump just won, it was just me and him yelling over the phone at each other. And it went from that now to where we had these conversations. And now he's saying even things like, tell me even, because he's another, like my mom was like, you know, you vote for you think it's best. We keep our votes to it's our business. So the fact mm -hmm. that he told me on a local level he votes Republican sometimes, that showed me that uh, you know he is more open-minded politically. Well, look what well, let's, look let's... what Joe Biden has done. Well, look what his priority has been. His priority has been to unleash uh, the southern border and the the most the biggest community that's affected by uh, immigrants getting bussed in all over the place is the black community. Instead of addressing the fatherless uh, child and the rampant problems in the in the black community with the family structure and the family unit, and not to mention the Congressional Black Caucus doing nothing for 50 years to even affect a single black life in a positive way, I mean, all you got to do, the, the signs are all there. You don't necessarily have to vote conservative or Republican, but you can stand up against this radical left that's seizing similar to how the Black Lives Matter movement was seized. It started with people who have been 
adversely affected by the communities around them had legitimate gripes. Those people still exist. That party, that that movement was seized by the radical left, just like everything else has been done in America. And that's really what the warning should be to anyone, any blue dog Democrat out there that that uh, you know, I mean, has has a common sense view of the world, but believes that the government has a role in in our, our lives, a bigger role than what we believe. That's really what it comes down to. It's a role of government, and and the, we can still disagree on the role of government, but uh, but stand up against that Marxist left that's going crazy all around America. Sorry, Denise, go ahead. Yeah, I think that um, there's a lot of um, Democrat voters that Biden is red-pilling big time with mm. the actions that he's doing. Um, but I was just going to say, you, you hit the nail on the head right there, Denise. And, and even I just if- got a- I just got a breaking news thing from Epoch Times. South Governor, South Dakota Governor Christy Noam says she signed a pledge this week that aims to restore patriotic education. All right. So, all right. Good news. Yeah. What do you so mean, like teaching the bill, of, teaching the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and uh, you know how a bill becomes law? You mean that patriotic education? <laughs> yeah. So in the House yeah. of the Bill cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> bill and Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I Let's love hope it. so. Um, from over here on the pond, you were you were touching on Facebook and they're upholding. Well, so far, saying that um, they're not going to reinstate President Trump. That oversight committee. Can you remember when our prime minister was David Cameron? Yeah, yep. his deputy. His deputy was Nick Clegg who was at the time leader of the Liberal Democrat Party, well, he, when he left politics, he just so happens to be on that oversight committee for Facebook. Of course. He works for Facebook. Oh, what a coincidence. Yeah. There's no such thing as coinciding, Christopher. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I can see so funny, because one of my favorite people that know me says, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe in all that. Oh, especially when I'm lined up back to back to back, you know, like the election. You know? Uh-huh. And That's the British Army, the, the British Navy is going to war. With who? There's one for you. The British Navy is going to war with France. Really? France, Macron, yeah. Macron has said he keeps spitting his dummy out, and the latest <laughs> dummy he spat out was that um, because the French are now restricted for fishing in British waters. He's going to cut the electricity supply to Jersey. So the British what? Navy have, cut, have sent a couple of ships round to Jersey to uh, to guard their fishing grounds against the French. Wow. Now, what happened the last time France decided to go to war with our British Navy? <laughs> it they didn't go scuttled. well. Yeah, it didn't, didn't go, so go well. well. No. But, uh, well, that would yeah, be so interesting. Those... Keep an eye on that. Well, Let me know if you get any updates on that. I'd be interested to see if anything, yeah. uh, you know, if, if this just becomes like a sable rattling, uh, oh, don't do that to me, uh, or if it actually turns into something. I'd be interested to see. Yeah, Le Pen's still, I think she's either 14 or 19 points up. Oh, I hope she at wins. At the minute. Oh. Me too. Um, but that was the news from this side of the pond. I just wanted to say hello to Christopher. You're doing a wonderful job. As I said, I follow you on Facebook and I follow you on Gab too. Oh, wow. Um, 
so yes, yeah, Fred, you've got fans. You've got fans across the pond. You see, we keep an eye on it all. Hey, you know, I, I was over there for five years, so I always, you know, kept my eye on Europe. So when the thing happened with Benghazi and the refugee crisis happened and all that was happening in Europe, I was watching that like a yeah. hawk. What got me on alternative news was the angry foreigner who was a Swedish dude over there who was reporting a lot of craziness that was happening in, his, in Sweden during that time frame. Yeah. And it shows mm. the power of alternative news. And you guys were the ones who originally started the fight in the world fight with the, with, uh, the, with the Brexit movement. That whole situation that's what got Trump going here in America, so, you know. Oh, Nigel Farage. Nigel, oh, Nigel Farage. Man, I'm glad you brought up Nigel Farage, yes. Yeah, <laughs> he has that yeah well, that's, <laughs> that's what sort of got me heavily involved with politics was Brexit. And uh, then Trump was sort of tangled in with that. He became really um, linked in with, with that. Um, I mean, Nigel always says that he thinks that Brexit got trump elected i, I, look, I don't know whether or not he did. Said, and to me this country we were americans american technically we were sleeping at that time second time obama in the second term we as even our citizens we were in a sleep at sleeping point in that and europe kind of made us aware because people like me were saying okay if this craziness can happen in europe in france and germany and sweden it definitely can happen in america like so mm. don't turn your eye to this this is not like some foreign third world country that is always doing something crazy in the middle east somewhere this is this is europe well so, so it really made a lot of Americans. You woke you what happened over there with you guys really woke us up here. Yeah. And that's what got me fighting with my voice and whatever I could, because I knew the significance. And of course, being a military brat living in Europe for five years was one of the main reasons that occurred because I know yeah. how important Europe is, you know, as an entire continent is just important in terms of world and being civil in you know world peace. Yeah, I, I worked I worked with the military in Germany. Um, for a, a few years. I was in Fallingbostel, my last post in. Okay, so I'm sure you're familiar with the two bases that I was speaking about earlier, Baumholder and Mannheim. Yes, used to use used to use your um, your uh, shop there. The PX. Oh, goodness. It? PX, yeah. Yes, used to use I remember your going PX to the PX there. I remember, I remember the toy section in there very well. <laughs> yeah, we used, to, we used to have to go with our passes and our passports. Yeah. <laughs> I still have mine with my, from my childhood. To, access, big pro yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> access the the PX. Yeah, we used to do yeah, shopping. We used to go there. I remember there's used a, to get a, a famous bridge that's uh, over there as well in Germany. I forgot the name of the bridge, but it was right near my house. And... There was that bridge and there was a castle where there's two kings in the past who were brothers who fought on top of the castle and one brother threw his other brother off the top to become king. And I thought it was cool history. I remember going on all these tours and the underground caverns when they drop dropping this big bucket down his like underground cavern and like a little wooden boat and you'll go look at yeah. all like crystallized. Oh wow. It was yeah. Amazing, man. I, mean, yeah. I love I love Germany. My sister's been back there five times in her adult life. So we definitely love it over there. We I think you know, one of the one of the most eye-opening places I went to while I was there was I took a little trip into Poland and I went to Auschwitz and I always say that and everybody should go visit Auschwitz because you can't understand the vastness of what went on there until you physically stand in that place. Wow, wow, and it's so true yeah. when it comes to history. It is definitely so true. You, you a lot of times you don't really realize until you actually no, there. yeah. Can... Anyway, that's all I have for you. I just wanted to to have a quick word with Christopher there, being a fan, oh. and um, I'll leave I'll leave it at that because I'm sure you've got other callers lining up behind me. You made my day, Denise. I want you to let you know that. Thank you so much. 
Oh, well, thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> Makes my day every single day, Denise. Absolutely. And yes, the world is watching. Great call, Denise. Okay, nice. Good stuff, Denise. Have a great evening. God bless you. Great evening, Denise. God bless. Good stuff, as always, from Denise. I love when she calls in. She's always got good stuff. Uh, let me see here. All around the world. All around the world, man. I'm sure you see uh, we should get hits on your website from all over the world. It's amazing to see uh, the people who are interested. Like, I got some Australian fans. I, I, I know they're always popping up. I'm like, you're Australian, man. <laughs> you really watch yeah. my yeah. yeah, we just had a, we just had one of our buddies uh, in chat just a few minutes ago. And that's right, Glenn. Chris's joke about the jockey got not one, not two, but six <laughs> fact checks. That's correct. <laughs> true, true, true. They're on to me. They know me very well. Our friend Amy Joe, who does our Monday and Wednesdays uh, Bible sessions and and uh, find oh. your strength in Jesus segment, which is something that we have really loved bringing into uh, the, the platform here. Amy, how are you today? I'm good, and I can't stay because I'm moderating, and I need to keep moderating. Chris, though, I had to come on, and I never do this. You can ask them. I don't like <laughs> them. Do this in the show, but. Oh my gosh, you are an amazing shining light. I just, oh. I had to come on and tell you and thank well, you. Know, your mom. Mom, you know, I was supposed to be Russell Wright III. My mom named me Christopher at the last second. She's like, she, no, we're not having this. So, you know, Christopher means light bearer in what my name stands for. So there you, you go. Well, you Maybe. shine. Thank you. So you much. shine. You're, I love it. I had to come on and tell you, and I had to tell you, like I'm just sitting here watching this, watching the show, going, "Thank you, Jesus, for his mom and daddy because they raised an amazing man, an amazing man." And as more and more people are starting to kind of wake up and kind of see things and are confused, you are going to be one of those major lights that they're going to go to. And thank you for everything. And I just, I just had to say that I had to tell you. And if I was your mama, I'd be bursting with pride oh, oh man that's just, it's, it's so true much, so much you guys don't have me you're blush. awesome you, you guys don't think of black i can blush did you <laughs> <laughs> it's just the lighting it's just the lighting that's all yeah, that yes, is i'm not blushing <laughs> <But> no, no, <laughs> anyway, you know, seriously from one god-fearing patriot to another thank you so much i mean that really does mean a lot you touched my heart that really does that does thank you me. and oh, you shine thank you so much you you shine with God's light, and I'm just like, oh, that's beautiful. And and you're gonna be you're gonna be you are not gonna be you're a force, and and people are gonna find you, and more and more as they wake up and when they see you, they're gonna just I mean I know they're gonna come right to you because you're just positive and you shine with all of and you're strong and fearless. You're you're awesome. I'm done. Thank you. So I'm much. rambling. That's that's my father and my mother right there. You know, my dad military man up yep. strength, and then my mom. You know, have a kind heart, you know, don't bully anybody. You know, she's she they both led me in their own ways. And that's why I know the significance of a good mother and a good father, because I had both. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I was blessed with the same. I was blessed. With the, so thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, That's all. Looking forward to uh, your show tonight, and we'll be doing that around, right around 6.20 is when we get that done. So Amy Joe will be back live here in a little bit with uh, okay. spending some time with the Bible reading. God bless you, Amy. 
Fantastic. Call Amy Joe. So glad to see you. She hopped out. She didn't even give me a chance to say goodbye. Jeez. I, I hopped her out. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, she, she's I, listening. I can't believe she called in. Dude, that is literally the first time she's called into our show, even though she does her own show with us. But that is amazing. And you can just tell that uh, God definitely shines a light on the right people. That's for sure. Yeah, right. That's my last name, right? So what a coincidence. Here. Amen to that. <laughs> exactly. 281 is in the house. Can I get a name, please? Tony. <clears throat> Say that again, please. I'm sorry. This is Tony. I've never done this before, but I wanted to tell you all a little story about the vaccine, if you, have, if you would like to hear. Yeah, no problem. It's Sunny, right? <laughs> Tony. T- Tony. T-O-N-I. Oh, uh-huh. Tony. Good to hear from you, Tony. No problem. Go ahead. Take, take your time. What you got for us? Okay, um, my dad, I'm down here in Texas, and my dad is in a long-term care facility. He's in a memory ward. So he's had dementia for quite a few years, but he, um, it it was kind of a strange onset dementia anyway. He could still make his own decisions, and, and he wanted the vaccine really bad. I talked to him. I begged him, please don't do it. I've been a nurse for 20 something years. I said, dad, don't try it. Well, he, you know, they pushed it so hard in the nursing home to get it. And they gave him the Pfizer. And this was two months ago. Within a week, he's pounding his head and he's saying, mush, 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 mush. My brain is just mush. I mean, he couldn't put sentences together. It was garbled. It was, it's, it was awful with, when he got the second shot, it just, just proceeded to go downhill it it you know he fell we, uh, which he used to walk 13 miles a day he'd walk all over town they'd think he was the you know the guy that picks up the cans and stuff my friends would call me and say tony do i need to come pick your dad <laughs> you know he's walking down the road you know stuff like that i mean he just was very active very well i got a call last night and now he's and I, he's incontinent now and the, i mean it's all happened so fast and um the kind of dementia he has, you usually see the decline over five to 10 years. And we're talking within two months time of getting the Pfizer, the first Pfizer shot. Um, he just, I, I can't describe the decline in him. He can't, I went today to take him to pens because now he's incontinent. And um, he, he, he'd tell me, he'd look at me and say, I just can't, I, I, and he can't get words out. When I went to sign the consent on the consent form, it, you know, it says, you know, um, using cautious with patience, with cognitive, whatever. I can't even remember the, the words that yeah. were on the top of the consent. And, you know, like I said, at that time, I begged him and begged him, Dad, you know, this is just not the right decision. But he said what everyone else says and is that I want my life back. I want to be able to go out with you kids because we didn't see him for a year. They wouldn't allow us in for a year. And then when we finally, I was the only one that was able to go in. And, um, you know, we used to take him out to dinner two or three times a week and all of that stuff. And he wanted all that back. And um, so he, he, you know, decided that that's what he wanted. And so my brother and I, after a long discussion, said if that's, you know, maybe what we're hearing is not true. Believe me, people, this is true. It's affecting people, and and you tell people, and they look at you like you're insane. You know, you try to tell them don't do it. There's there's no telling what this is gonna, how this is gonna affect us. 
and uh, what's going to happen. I don't think he'll be here by September or October when they're talking about this big protein spike and the, the flu, you know, the new flu. Um, and this is a man that probably would have lasted another five to ten years. And I don't know. I just needed to vent that. <laughs> and, and I was watching you, so I said, I'm going to vent that. <laughs> so well, I called in. Well, thank you so much for telling that story. And just so you know, PNW Sasquatch out there in chat says the exact, that's exactly what happened with my mom, exactly the same. So uh, that's the problem is that we're not hearing about these stories at all. Anytime that we have, uh, uh, we are, we're trying to report on anything that's even close to these type of stories, but mainstream media and everybody else mm-hmm. are completely suppressing any of these stories right now. I thank you so much for having the guts of calling in and, and talking about it because I know it's not easy for you right now, but this needs to be heard. Tony, thank you so much for calling in and, uh, and expressing that to us. Very, very great. Very courageous. Thank you. And and I know, like, when I talked to the director of nursing up there, um, she was telling me that she had had a discussion with a, a nurse practitioner that goes around to the different nursing homes. And he said, he told her that the amount of deaths he's had just since the COVID shot is unreal. And it's not being reported. And when I was talking to the CNA this morning, she goes, this is not Mr. Don Tony. She says, this is not. She said he was nowhere like this two months ago. This is that shot. And that, you know, and I was like, but if you go out into the community, you're an anti-vaxxer and you're, you know, crazy. I try to red pill everybody. I listen to y'all, different ones all day long. (laughs) I'm probably obsessed with this, but all day long, you know, and, and, uh, but you go out into the public and the masks make me crazy. Are you, you know, I, I just look at people and just, are you crazy? You know, everybody's crazy, but then they look at, when you try to, inform and and I, I told a girl the other day I've been a nurse for 28 years and no one listens to me no one no one listens I just don't I, I guess I just don't understand you know how people can be so blind and and not be able to see through the easy facts the easy facts it's very you know, frustrating it says on the side of the box it says on the side of the box masks do not work for this purpose <laughs> you know or whatever you know right and so anyway it seems like common sense went out the window. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that it, is- it, it has, and you know what scares me the worst, and, and now I'm just going off here, but what scares me the worst is our physicians. Our physicians are falling in line with all of this. You know, you go into their office, and what, the only sane physicians I've seen lately are the ones saying no, but it's so few and far between. You go into any office here, you're still masking up. You're, you know, you go in uh, – in and or do you want the shot what are you insane you don't even know we're, we're all animal we're being animal tested yeah we're the animal mm. and and our physicians i think any physician that has allowed this stuff to go on in their offices when all this is over there's got to be something done about that you know what the truth because of they all know they're scientific minded you know you can find know. you know where you can find the truth of what's happening here is is in places like nursing homes and the disaster that has happened under Cuomo's watch Whitmer's watch mm-hmm. several other yes. governors as well and now forcing these people to become guinea pigs for Pfizer's uh test or, you know uh, uh, mm-hmm. tested vaccine is just ridiculous man yeah, and, just, and, and why would you trust? Why would you trust a man that has monetary gain out of these companies like Gates and and um, Fauci? 
Mm. Both of them are making money off of Pfizer. So That's exactly what they say, Tony. That's what they say. Follow the money, <laughs> and that tells you exactly what happens. Laura Gina, NYFL, says that one hospital is getting 25 to 30 serious reactions a day, some life-threatening. And I believe that was her son or daughter or somebody um, that's uh, in, the, in there. And then there was another comment out there as well. Lots of great comments out there right now between Foxhole and DLive. Definitely go and check it out. There is also a ton of prayers out there for you as well, Tony. Everyone throwing up prayers and is thinking about you. Lots of similar reports and and stuff like that, too. That's why I say I'm really glad that you called in to discuss this. Well, thank you. And I won't keep you because I know there's probably people behind me. I know I waited. So um, Yeah, I apologize for the wait. Thank, thank oh, you. no, no. I, it's the first time I've ever called anybody, so this was great. Call, call I, back I, more I, often, Tony. I really appreciate <laughs> it. And God bless you. May God be with you and your family as you go through this difficult time. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless you and your family, Tony. Thank you. Bye. So that's glad me. to hear from that, man. That's that's why we do it, because uh, you get a chance to hear the stories like that, man. I, you were trying to get a couple comments in there. Do you want to? Did you still want to try to get in there, uh, Chris, or... Uh, yeah, I was just saying that she, what she was saying was so important because in New York, you know, what this is where we, this is the place that went craziest with this whole thing. Like it got to the point where I had to, I, I did, I did the film, the film your hospital thing. I went to a hospital and walked around showing people the ambulances. Like if we were in this hazard zone with these ambulances, we sitting here doing nothing. <laughs> like what, what, time, every time you hear thought about something crazy happening like that, an ambulance is just sitting there not doing nothing. So, it's just you. baffling to me. It is. It's it, baffling. It really it's like it, all it took. I did the same thing. I drove over to, to ours, and it was the the parking lot was empty. I mean, it was. It was. I was like, I, I, we had the voting thing, and I had somebody who worked at the hospital, and I was like, so you guys been crazy busy? No, nah, man, we haven't seen anybody in like a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. What? Come on. And, and, it's, and, it's, and what really got my attention? Was, I'm bad with names, but there was a physician that came out here in Brooklyn. Uh, who came out and pretty much said, like, this is wrong. And then people were like, you know, he, then he went into detail. He said, there's people coming in here, and I'm being told by my superiors to diagnose them with COVID when I know their symptoms aren't COVID symptoms. So, and he was, I came out because he was upset because he said, we would then put them on ventilators. Once you're on a ventilator, we know as physicians, you got a 30% survival rate once you're put on a ventilator. So if you are being told by superiors to diagnose somebody with something they don't have, and you put them on a, a machine that gives them a 30% survival rate, that person dies. Isn't that like, when do you say murder is, you are a part of murder, you're assisted in murder or whatever. I so mean, when the doctors really? are coming out, he was one of the first ones and then other doctors started coming around the country coming out. I was like, what else do you need to know people? I, that's just it, man. Where is the ethics in, in, in medicine anymore? At what point does it become an enabled murder? Cuomo should be should be held accountable. All of these governors who put all these these policies in place, they're just ridiculous, made no, no sense whatsoever. It tells you everything about what they're trying to accomplish. It appears to me they're trying to get rid of a certain age group of people who are, are, are staunch conservatives. That's what it appears to be mm-hmm. happening to me. No. <laughs> Anything I know, I knew this. I saw the age group element, but yeah, I didn't think about most older, older people are going to be on the right. I mean, because once you leave mom's basement and got common sense, you like most people become conservative when they come older. So yeah, yeah well, you got I a mean, you but, got a Medicaid funding problem too. So I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm sure they look at that's how that's how rash they look at their at you know DC and these these people in power look at it. They don't look at it as people. You know, they look at it as as uh, numbers and and you know uh, f- the money that can be made. When you take God in picture, that's what happens. 
when when you have people with no souls pretty much what's a what's a yeah. life what's a child like what's an older person's life you know baby's life it doesn't matter just get rid of it you know and that's why i see so many women these crazy sjw vagina hat wearing psychos mm -hmm. they talk about baby and abortion like it's yeah of course abort a baby get rid of it i'm like you are losing your godly nurturing element that you were born with as a woman you are just this that's yeah. just how opposite of god you are the fact that you talk like that yeah because women naturally have that in them if you if they are just nurtured properly as by good parenting then that naturally just become part of who they are but the fact that you just disregarded that this much to we got so much hate how, that's just no God in your life. That's what happens. It doesn't, any, any society that takes God out of the picture, it happens to them. Now I'll tell you what, my, my nine-year-old, my, uh, my best friend had a baby not too long ago and my nine-year-old, my daughter held the baby. And if I could have taken a picture, well, I did take a picture, but if I could show you the picture of her face when she held that baby, it would literally tell you exactly what you just said. And that's why it's so important that this starts when they're so young and they're so little that we make sure that we um, instill all these important values in our kids. And, you know, honestly, that's why I'm sitting here right now is because of that nine-year-old and my other kids, of course. But that's a big reason why I'm sitting here right now is because I want to fight for her and I want to fight for future generations because they have no clue. My nine-year-old has no clue what's going on right now. Oh. And um, I don't seem, want her. You seem to be doing that. They're going after you, that generation right now. You seem to be doing with these and, and younger with the transgender story time. And yes. like I'm not even waiting till like they're coloring and drawing. You're getting, you already get to that stage. You're trying exactly, to get. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Chris. It is. It's um. It's scary what they're doing, and and it's that's why we just got to keep fighting, never give up, continue to fight, and just uh, you know, just keep moving forward. I got that feeling. The next couple of years are gonna be pretty friggin' fun, man. I mean, there's there's a lot happening. Uh, and the groundswell of people who are just standing up against the radical left is 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 there, and the people not just here in America but all around the world are standing up to it. It's really fun to watch. Go me, do me a favor when you guys get time. Go over to YouTube, search the Christopher Wright Show. All right, or here is the link. I'll drop it in the chat. Go subscribe to Chris's YouTube channel and and help spread his word out there. Whenever he has a new video, do me a favor, help support Chris, man, because do, guys and, and all my videos are ad free because they won't monetize me. I've been under review for two years. They will not pass my channel. So guys, gonna worry about no ad. That's a good thing about it. But you know, <laughs> feel free to show support in other ways if you feel like you want to. I really uh, would appreciate it. And you guys, the reason why I'm doing this is two reasons. One, first and foremost god without god none of this would, none of this would be possible and two it's for my fellow patriots out there to my fellow american citizens um when i first did this i just thought i was doing a video that i'll get like 10 views and i like and that'll be it and then you guys are the ones who came out and showed me from day one you got my back you got my support and you guys are the reason why i keep going why i keep doing what i'm doing even when it's going through the bad times in my personal life or with the political life whatever's going on the reason i keep coming out at least do a video at least once a week because i gotta get out there you guys or give me the fight, man. You guys, like these lists, these callers that came in today are perfect examples of that. If you guys not listen to these people that came in and spoke today, these they are the reason why I keep going. I'll never stop because of these people. Amen to that. And I am with you by your side on that. Anything you ever need, I got your six, man. ChristopherWrightShow.com is the site. Check it out when you guys get time. You can find all of his media appearances and his blog up there as well. So do me a favor. Go over to these two links, ChristopherWrightShow.com and search, search YouTube for the Christopher Wright Show. Help support him and do me a favor. Post it in your favorite social media and say, hey, check this guy out. This guy has a great voice. And really, you have a great message, man. And I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with us today, bro. 
No, anytime. You know, this is this is what we're here to do. You know, I mean, I'm not a person that's coming out here for clout chasing or views and likes and that's it. And no, I, I came out here to get, you know, we stand divided, we fall. I'm here to reach out to my fellow Americans from around the, the country. If it comes to either doing a video, marching together, uh, protesting, whatever it may be to help move this country forward in a positive way, I'm here to do it. And you guys reaching out to me is very well appreciated. I uh, thank you for the opportunity. I, I always will take this opportunity if I have the opportunity myself to take the time out and sit down. So I'm glad I did today. And this really made my day. So I'm, I'm really glad. I'm I glad did you it. did it, man. Uh, do, I'm going to get you the link to uh, how you can get on the Foxhole. I would love to get you and Mike on, on Foxhole. So uh, I'll get you in touch with methods and we'll get you guys set up. Cause that'd be great to have your voices over here with our small community too. Joe, last thoughts before we uh, let everyone go today. Oh, Chris, it's so awesome, man. Because you know, when you watch uh, YouTube videos and I've followed you for so long now and other people's in, in chat have been saying the same thing. Uh, there's so many, if you get a chance, go back and, and, and Fox will once you download or if you don't have it yet, look well, at no, these comments. Will. I got that in my notes. My, I sent earlier. With, with, there is but. a ton of great comments out there for you, brother. I really appreciate everything you're doing, especially being in the belly of the beast in New York, as I am here in Illinois. We are holding our ground. We are fighting every single day because that is what we're trained to do. And that's what we're going to keep doing. You keep doing what you do, brother. I look forward to having you again uh, sometime. We can catch up again with you, man. No, definitely. I look forward to being on again and look at the future. I'll be reaching out to you guys in the future too. Come on my show and say a few words to the, for the Patriots on our side. Cause that's another thing we got to do. We got to, you know, let these people who are our base, who know about us, let them know about the other voices out there, out there that can really benefit them. So I would love that opportunity to spend yeah. some more time with you, bro. I really appreciate it. Hey, do me a favor. Tell your pops, God bless him from our, from our hearts. Tell him we appreciate him, and tell him be, beware of that radical Marxist left, man. We don't we don't need that radical left anywhere near our, our veterans, man. Tell him, tell him, tell him well, maybe we need to talk from one Marine to a, one veteran to a to a to an Army pog, man. And we got we got to talk a little bit about this, sir. <laughs> no, I know. Hey, look, you my dad went out of you know out of honor for the position. He'll give you all ears for for the for the conversation, but I'll definitely let him know that. And yeah, I mean, I, he, like I said, there things are, are happening. You know, I've seen him, he's even opened his mind up to the things that are happening out there. And him being, uh, what I think is gonna happen to a lot of Americans, him being a God-fearing Christian that he is, he's gonna see these radical, social, crazy, far leftist policies that are coming into play. Yeah. And he's gonna, it's gonna make them back away. I and hope I so, man. I appreciate you very much. God bless you, your family, and anyone around you. If you ever need anything, let me know what I can do for you, man. I'm fucking there with that. I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us here on the Brothers Uncensored show today. Thank you very much for spending time with us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, more great guests the rest of the week. We got lots of stuff coming up. Let's see. Oh, yeah. We had a JR had a had an event for tomorrow, so he can't join us. But Methods is going to be here on Friday. I'm looking forward to spending some more time, some more time with my bro Methods. With that, God bless you all. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Stay tuned for Amy Joe next. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.